When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Baby, hey! Friday night, live on the tube. It's good to see everybody. Hello to everybody on YouTube. Thanks for hanging out and uh, queuing, waiting for us to begin. It's great to be here. If you're listening to this or watching this not live, as uh, we begin, the uh, Niners and Packers are uh, in the third quarter of their Friday night preseason game. If you're listening to the podcast, go check out the YouTube channel. It's great to have you listening. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Ask us a question. Any question. I saw somebody for our next mailbag left us five stars. It's I'm leaving five stars, but I've got some criticism. And that was cool. I appreciate that. So um, uh, thank you. I feel, you know, False advertising when television tells you mainly sports, you know, a number, and then they don't start anywhere near that number. Yeah, I I, I personally feel that goes out the winner on the internet, right? You know, out the out the window on the internet. The the timing is there. There is no such thing as t- timing is forever. You know, it's as as the Foo Fighters would say, ever long. And there's no, <laughs> it doesn't. You're not necessarily waiting because you're watching on your phone. You know. Uh yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I agree with you to a to, to a large degree. Like today, I honestly, out of practice, it's preseason for me, flipped on the Niner game. Google told me the game was at 5. I turned it on at 5. 5.30. Uh, at the same time, we don't want to drive people away. But, yeah, I mean, we try to communicate, hey, around the start of the third quarter. I might have said specifically we'll be on at the start of the third quarter, but regardless. Yeah, you see, to me, I like the way people, that we I talk, think I, I think there is not set times. It, uh, what I think would be – fucked up or horseshit if we just didn't horseshit. go yeah we just didn't do it like that would be messed up but if we had come on second quarter or the late the fourth quarter like it's internet time yeah internet time i like that i mean guy there's two guys with man buns at levi stadium uh he almost said touchdown raiders but he went with ray ray we've <laughs> tim ryan's how about his tan how, how good does that guy look yeah, I mean, if you told me, I was thinking this the second he came on. Like, if you told me Tim Ryan retired in 2011 from the NFL, like last played in the NFL in 2011, I'd believe you. T Rock last played in the league in 93. 93. Short career. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he could probably, like, he could have played, you know, 15 years, then he would graduate, then he would have left the league in 05. His career he, probably ended at like 25, 26 years old. Right? Yeah, I mean, 90 to 93, probably four years. What does that put, what age does that put you at coming out of college? So, yeah. yeah 22, 23, 20, you know, his career ends 26. 
the hell's he been doing? Uh, well, he started doing ESPN like early 2000s or not Fox early 2000s. So I don't know what like that 10 years in between. I don't know what he was doing. Jason Babes. I mean, he looks if again, if you said he was 44. Twice, Wait, Greg Papa. If you, how old is he guy? 50. I mean, he looks. Well, yeah, not, I mean, nine came out of college in 90. So if like you said, if he's 21, then and that's. So he's yeah, maybe he's a little over 50, 53, 32 years ago. Looks good. Looks great. Twice Greg Papa compared his his man bun to Rogers, and twice Tim Ryan made a face. Like, don't you dare. <laughs> well, but then he said, Did you catch them? Or like, how about that warm-up, Papa? Best warm-up I've ever seen. Do you guys talk about more better warm-ups they've ever seen than Greg Papa and whoever he's with? They always talk about the fucking warm-ups. Now, with with Aaron Rodgers, it's justified. I mean, I would imagine his warm-up, I've actually seen it several times. Again, he's Aaron Rodgers. If he throws the football, it's like, it's going to look good. Like, if you just see John Carlos Stanton hit BP, like, the balls are going to go far, right? I mean, it's just certain people, if they do what they do, it's going to, like, if Lewis just hops in a Honda Accord, he's going to drive it pretty well. You know I mean? It doesn't matter what the venue is. Rodgers could have a Nerf football out of the park. You'd be like, Jesus, who is this guy throwing the nerf? Right. Be like, oh, you, I watched Usain Bolt jog down the cul-de-sac. I think he's going to have a good jog. He looked good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> no shit. Honestly, a little surprised. You and I had been talking all week, played golf today. We talked whether he'd show up or not. Everyone agreed. Like, why the hell would he come? He's not coming. No chance he's coming. And then he was there. I, yep. I give him some credit. I do, too. I do too. I guess he wanted to be there front and center to watch Jordan Love throw throw picks. Did throw a touchdown, a couple. Uh, we are sponsored by our friends at Tito's Handmade Podcast. Uh, you predicted and you nailed this prediction. You said Friday night, first preseason game. It's a Friday. It's the first preseason game. I predict we're going to get a lot of Tito's people drinking Tito's pictures on Friday night. And, um, Right on time around kickoff, John. Wait, Debo? The photo was Debo not go to the game. The photo started. Are you out in Debo, guy? I mean, we had forty nine people watch this. The photo started streaming in. Everybody out there enjoying their Tito's handmade vodka. Uh, we appreciate that. Looks like we've got a uh, uh, John Daly right there on the golf course. Um, we've got a little ginger beer. This photo here. Another somebody at El Macero. This is David at El Macero with a photo of his cup, which I'm guessing has a John Daly in it. Were you there? Did you run into this? You were at El Macero today, weren't you? Of course. But I ran into him at the bar. I sat down. They looked at me, and they go, Middlecoff? I go, yeah. How are you guys doing? And they go, ham! Promo code ham! And they start saying that. And then he says, and I think he's messing with me, I tweeted my picture of Tito's out on the golf course. And I just kind of went with it. I laughed. And then I checked Twitter like 20 minutes later. He wasn't lying. And I scream across the bar. I'm like, you dead serious. He's like, yeah, man, I told you. Like, See, I saw, I thought this guy just, you had played with him and he sent the photo because you're with him. Totally no, unrelated. He was actually yeah. playing in the group ahead of us, but we never noticed each other. Yeah. And he, he tweeted a picture, a group ahead. That's and funny. it was kind of slow. So we were kind of running into him every once in a while. Not, that is funny. I mean, they were always, you know, half hole of, above us, but that's 
What a small world, guy. That is pretty great, you know? That guy's living right. He should buy a lotto ticket. So Tito's Handmade Vodka. It's what we're drinking tonight. Hopefully it's what you're drinking um, responsibly tonight. It is unparalleled. It is the best. It is number one. We are uh, happy again to have Tito sponsoring the show for football season. Just over 25 years of Tito's domination. Ever since Tito Beverage, that's his name, built his very own distillery, put his life savings into it, went all in, like ham on podcasting, went all in. And um, now we get Tito's Handmade Vodka because of it. So a toast to Tito's and everybody, a toast to you. Thank you for enjoying. Thank you for consuming. Thank you for sharing. And uh, we look forward to a, a prosperous. John, if we could all raise a glass to a prosperous football season. How about all this guy? Us. For the first time, I mean, you and I have been going to practice. But there's something like seeing a game on television that just mm. makes you feel like football season's kind of back. Now, I wouldn't say it's all the way back because both these two teams didn't play about 75 combined good players. But Trey played. And it just, something about these two colors Something about this game when yeah. it's on television. I'm not going to lie for a preseason game. Now, granted, there was a lot of action on both sides. This was, I, I thought tonight was pretty cool. Like I thought that first half, if you watched it all, the the Giants Patriot game that was horrendous. This yep. was the opposite relative to preseason games. Very inter- very easy watch. I thought two quarters. That's a good point. I locked in earlier today on um, uh, Jags. The Jags game, Jags-Browns, and um, this was much better. Yeah. Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled a bottle in Austin, Texas, 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Was Deshaun Watson like one of seven? I just saw the Deshaun stat. started, Deshaun looked pretty nervous to me just watching him, but there were, he had a couple drops, hit, some, hit a couple guys in the hands, drops. Uh, this Trevor Lawrence character, Middlecoff, didn't I'll look pretty. what, man. Huh? Didn't look good. No, he look. I, 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 I thought he looked fantastic. Someone's like, "What are you talking about? He's three of eight. But he is just play action, hip spin, voo, rocket, like roll out, rolling across the grain, turn back, voo, rocket." Now he missed the throw high. Travis Etienne dropped one, but he is just special. I'm with the Niners, I am back on the Trevor Lawrence train. Would the Niners straight up trade him for Trey? Good question. I don't know. I think they would. I don't know. No offense to Trey, but I mean, this guy was considered Andrew Luck 2.0 for a reason, right? Yeah, but then everyone kind of bailed, but it, the Jags kind of look. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. They got some good. I know they got some good old linemen. Kicking, he kicked kickers and he went to the bar. Uh, He gone. Yeah. I don't think Kyle will be kicking Robbie. No, Robbie took a big hit today, though. He did. And Tim Ryan was like, oh, my God. Go, oh my go, Robbie! <laughs> like Jesus, Tim. Well, he knows that they got. They'd have the last they'd, 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 have, they'd have a problem if Robbie, if the guy yanked his neck and he went on IR. The Niners, I don't want to say would be screwed, but as crazy as it sounds, if they lost Robbie Gold, that would be bad. <laughs> That'd be. Very, do you notice how when he kicks field goals, it's like watching a PGA Tour guy with a wedge. He's like, is, is this guy even trying? It's just nice and easy. Very it's easy. Right it's through just- the middle. Very, he's got good tempo to his swing. Does he even try on the extra points anymore? It just feels like it's he's doing a chip shot. Would you agree? Good tempo on the leg, incredible tempo. He's kind of got a golf thing going with his easy kicks. I saw a man today who had to be no younger than 77 years old at a bus stop with a cane, 
practicing his golf swing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's an easy time killer. We, did, was he, did he use the cane as the swing? Yeah, he was swinging with the cane. <laughs> <laughs> just, just doing practicing the swing. I was like, oh, all right. Do you think we get in the next five years, or is it just be too negatively thought of in the industry, a football coach ever caught on camera golf swing, or is that probably – not able to do that. What do you mean, football coach cutting him? Game, football coach, game a little out of hand, like an assistant coach. Oh, just practicing. His, <laughs> to <laughs> me, where it would happen is like somebody talking to Robbie Gold on the sideline. You know, like game out of hand. Somebody who golfs on the team who's out of the game. Or like your starting quarterback who's a golfer. Like Matt Ryan's out of the game. He's standing on the side talking to the QB coach. And he's just like, you know, you're up by 35. Like, what are you going to do tomorrow? Oh, you know. Working on, you know, that kind of thing, maybe. Could you live down if you're like Robert Sala, who's a golfer, no. and you're down like 30, and you get caught like talking with someone doing a swing? Is that is that no. a fireable offense? Uh, for the way the season might go for the Jets, it might be. Yeah, which we can talk about as we um, as we begin this. The the rumors are rampant. Yes, we've heard. Well, Niners, Niners might have a present to send ACL, uh, ACL for Zach Wilson, so we can get to that. Uh, right now, as we watch the game, Nate Sudfeld, who one Niner said to me the other day, he's like, you guys are wrong about Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld can play. So uh, Nate Sudfeld, I haven't seen the numbers right now, but uh, eyeball test. John, what do you think, pro? I, I I text. I got a text from a buddy that's like, is Sudfeld better than we think? And I'm like, you know, I, I'm not saying he's this guy, but he's kind of got some vibes. Flacco-ish. Tall, skinny, big arm, not yeah, moving. Do you think he's a little? I, I it crossed yeah, my mind today. Is he a little a more athletic? athletic? Yeah, he's a yeah, better yeah. foot athlete. I, yeah. Here's what you got to give him. Listen, I to that player. I, I don't know if we're that hard on him. I just assume he's probably worse than he is. He, he, if you go to practice, he does look good in practice, right? He completes a lot of balls in practice. Throws a very pretty ball, yeah. Throws a pretty ball. Uh, I, you know, he's made good throws in this game. He looks. I, I get it. That's what I'll say. I, I get why the Doug Petersons, why the Kyle Shanahan's, why players, if you're around them, why you think he could play. I, I I do. I just, I text with a scouting buddy who's just like, you know, I, I think he's he can toy with you a little. <laughs> like, could, could you, could you, could you, a month with Nate Sudfeld as your starter, a month, like four games. What what would it look like game in, game out? That would be my question. Yeah, Which you could say, I think, with most two. players. Right. But I don't know. Maybe he would stun you. To me, most backup quarterbacks, your hope is to be a 500 team if they have to play for an extended period of time. Well, when you text me about you-know-who saying we were hard on him, and my response, the first thing I did was – I think I was in the car and Colt McCoy's name had come up in the background. So I just typed in. I'm like, well, I remember that the Cardinals re-signed Colt McCoy. What was the number? And in my mind, I thought like maybe they paid him five million bucks to yeah. get it back up again. It was one point two five million dollars. I don't understand. He's a good player. And remember, Sudfeld got two million guaranteed. And I I guess it makes sense, but I'd never really thought of it. Tim Ryan's like, you know, he's never started an NFL game. And I was like, it's Colt McCoy is 35. He's, thrown, he's played a bunch. I think Sudfeld's thrown 37 passes, if I recall, and he's 27 years. Is he 27 years old? Did you check? And what percentage of those passes were that, you know, second half against the Giants yeah, in that game? I mean, if it's 37, most of them. Um, he's 28 years old, and he's thrown 37 passes. 
This is yeah. this is the Chase Daniel thing. And listen, I'm not saying he's better or worse. This than is the Daniel. quarterback everyone came here to hear us talk about, by the way. Yeah, we'll get into Trey. There is something to be said. Like, ultimately, Trey Lance is judged on winning, losing, third down, passes. Nate Sudfeld is really making a living off being very, very well-liked and being smart, right? And and functioning in practice. Because he never has to play. Ever. That $2 million never played. I mean, he was a third stringer last year. Now, I get they're doing the math, right? Jimmy's not going to be here. They need a backup, $2 million. They're comfortable with him. I, I get it, but I'm not saying he's stealing because, like you said, he could – if he had to start two games and he split, that's worth $2 million as the backup quarterback. But it's based on nothing. It's based on nothing beside just intangible. Love this guy. I think he knows, right? I mean, you you sign Colt McCoy to be your backup. You're like, remember when he fucking threw three touchdowns against the Niners? Right? When I sign whoever to be my backup, it's usually based on even a Geno Smith or whatever. These guys have played a lot of football. I mean, I'm just going practice only with this guy. And again, like we said, he does look good in practice. It, or I, I don't really remember last year with Trey and Jimmy, but this year he definitely has. I'll give him that. All right, John, let's talk about Trey Lance. Uh, made his made his start, played the first drive, eight plays. Dime. Through um, maybe enough passes. He thought, well, maybe Kyle Shanahan will sit him down, came back for the second series, and um, you know dropped a gorgeous touchdown to Danny Gray, who – then broke a tackle. I thought I actually thought he was going to get pushed out of bounds. Same. And he sprinted for the touchdown. So what do we think of the way Trey Lance played? Uh, ultimately, the <clears> final <throat> line, whatever that means to you, four or five, 92 yards, a touchdown, no picks. And um, a, a successful day, I think, on a simple level. But we've been kind of drilling down on very specific things, watching him in practice. What, what's the good and the bad? What stands out first? Yeah, I would say the good and the bad, if you're starting with the positives, Obviously, the Danny Gray play, right? And I just think that that... Now, they have run... I know everyone's like, oh, they're throwing deep for the first time. He was in the slot. They have run... Like, that's a Kyle Shanahan special, right? You're not sending the outside guys deep. You're kind of setting something up and the other guy's slipping out. Like, they have run versions of stuff like that. Now, it felt more explosive than Jimmy, but really, how far did the ball, ball travel in the air? I'm not diminishing it. I mean, it's it's a good thing. Push the ball down the field. Hit that plat pass. Your receiver beats him. That's a positive, but it's not. I, I don't consider that like a fifty-yard bomb. How it kind of feels when you see seventy-yard pass, right? It was very. It was a good start, you, and you got to hit him. Like I thought when you saw Danny kind of open, you're like, oh, he better hit this guy. Yeah. Even if he had to kind of stop, and I wouldn't say he led him perfectly, but it definitely hit him where he didn't need to break stride. And four three three is the is the rest. To me, the most. But we, I at least, and you, I guess. People haven't been able to go to practice. Like I am confident he's going to be able to do that, right? 20, 30-yard kind of vertical routes. And then just be – and they will attempt deep go routes. But to me, how about the slide on the run? We we had talked about, like, is he going to dive ahead at first? Is he going to – what's he going to do? He slid. He slid. I gave that slide like a 7.3. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, he's not going to be Kyle oh, okay. Russell Wilson. Okay. If you slide, he can't get – you can't hit him. I didn't know he knew how to slide. If he slides, he can't get touched. Like, to me, that was the most positive thing. If he's going to run and slide, that means he's not going to get tackled. Most I, A lot of runners, guy, Lamar Jackson does not doesn't know how to slide. Michael Vick didn't know how to slide. That You take an extra 30% of hits as a runner. If he just slides, even if it's a 
I mean, I it was honestly it was fine with me. Like I don't I don't need him to look like you know Ricky Henderson. I guess Ricky slid head first too, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I thought his slide was. Why do you give it a seven point three? He's big. Uh, yeah, it was it was a slide. I was happy he slid. I didn't think it was a great slide if I'm nitpicking slides, but it was a slide. It was a good slide. It was a slide. It was fine. Did you think he knew how to slide? I mean, I was kind of shocked. I mean, does uh, yeah, I I if you told me he didn't know how to slide, I'd be to fall out of my chair. But you're right. He hasn't done it yet. So it's But a right. lot of quarterbacks don't know how to slide, right? 34 air yards. Well, mobile quarterbacks, you know, if you're big, you don't really have to do it that much, especially if you played high school and then at a lower level of college. 34 air yards on the throw to Danny Gray. I thought what was great about that slide was that the slide, the his decision to run was like the last thing he wanted to do. He yeah. looked, he looked, he looked, felt his way in the pocket, looked again, had to get out of there, then got out. I love that. That was the second play of the game. I love that. Didn't uh, freak out much in the pocket. Like no. when things were getting weird. He wasn't like looking as a runner. He wasn't like one read. I got to take off. You know, a lot of, the, the bad throw, and I saw some people like, oh, there's Kaepernick on and out. Not many vibes there of like one read out, like he's kind of looking around. The one like where he almost got Tom Brady in his knee. You're like, oh, my God. You know, and he, and he gets up. Everyone's like, he's okay. <laughs> when that happened, I thought, is he going to pull him right there? If you would have told me that Trey Lance ran out and Sunfeld ran off after that play or Ryan Allen after that play, I'd have believed you. <laughs> that, that, if he had just called an all, if just abort, abort, Shanahan, it's, abort, it's abort. happened before and it'll happen again. Not maybe with Kyle, but just coaches. Your heart, I mean, everyone's heart dropped on the sideline. I'm sure. Just the nature of that, you know, when someone runs into your leg and you're kind of going forward. But that's back to what we're saying. He's staying behind the line of scrimmage, yeah, which is one of the things I love about him. Uh, let me update: forty-two air yards. I've calculated from the line okay. of scrimmage, not from where he threw it from. I actually think, while you're right, it wasn't like the deep ball that we've been talking about. I think it's closer to the deep ball that we've been talking about than to the most of the. I agree. I agree. Has made was- because it was a. It's a. It's part of it is it's a side. It's a sideline throw, not a middle of the field throw, and it feels like Garoppolo. We just you didn't see that a lot, and so to see it in his first game of this season, that's fair. That's fair because he was because slot, but he kind of worked up the sideline. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was much closer to what we've been wanting to see than what we actually have seen at pass from Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought that throw was somewhat representative of not just part of it is part of what I thought made it unique, too, was that he threw it to Danny Gray, who we've been talking about at what added element does he bring, whatever. But we can talk about him later. The other throw that I think um, probably really stood out was the third and ninth throw that ended the first drive. That was incomplete to Danny Gray, where uh, Danny Gray actually didn't. It looked like I thought live. He got both feet down. He actually got. He didn't get either foot inbounds. I think it was uh, one live, and you're right. It was, but it was neither. Nice catch, though. It was a nice catch. But what did you think? What did you think of that throw? I mean, that's probably closer to a throw that you'll see a lot than the 42 air yard throw to Danny Gray, the the second one. I I guess what I was saying about the deep ball, I have confidence that he is going to be confident pushing the ball down the field. It's a strength of him, strength of his because of his arm strength, uh, because of the guys he has the ability to throw to, the talent around him. I, I, I guess, not that I assume that because that's not fair, but like I'm confident that they're going to call deep shots and he's going to let it rip. You separate yourself and as a good team in general on third and long and really second and long now too. 
and balls at the sticks. And that to me is the question mark with this player, which it one pass, like the most Aaron Rodgers has missed that pass. So it's, it's a people miss that pass, but that is something that we saw in training camp that then we saw right there. Now you could say there are some positives with that throw. He just misses high and long a lot. So it's not like he's missing behind him or it's hitting the DB or he doesn't have the arm strength. Like that's, a sneaky longer throw than I think the average fan on their couch with the Tito's thinks, right? Because it's it's usually the back hash, even though the hashes aren't as far in the NFL, but it's still that's traveling what thirty yard in the air, maybe farther, right? And you got to throw it on a rope, like that's yeah. that's not an easy throw. But I do think it's fair to say is like the ten, you know, anything third and seven to third and fifteen ish, like a deep pass is going to be where you're holding your breath with this player right now in terms of accuracy, not that he can't get it there or the timing. Like, he knew right where to go with it. And even Tim said he might have been a hair late, uh, which, again, he's second-year player making becoming a full first-time starter for the first, you know, coming into training camp. He wasn't that way last year repping with these guys, even though Danny Gray wasn't even on the team. But, like, that just kind of concerns me is just the consistency – and that's going to happen against good teams. And let's face it, the majority of NFL games, I remember Tom Coughlin said like this a little while ago, but I bet it still rings pretty true. Like 80% of NFL games are within one score heading in the fourth quarter. And it's, the NFL is not college football, right? And, it's, and you don't really realize it until five Sundays go by and you realize most times at 12 o'clock as we're going into the fourth quarter in the morning window, like most games are not 30 to 7. I mean, a lot of them are just 20 to 13, even though it feels like, God, this – Fucking Packers are kicking their ass, but it's not yeah. actually. And then they end up winning thirty to thirteen. But right. but I bet your team, if you, if you have a team that like your first, I bet your one seed. If we went and looked at the one seeds every year, just if we went back and looked ten years of one seeds, I bet they play in in more close games than your, you know, maybe your eight seed or or the teams that just missed the playoffs, right? For sure, like those teams that get blown out are playing in less close games. The teams that win play in a bunch of close games. Like you have to win close games. If I were going to give him some benefit of the doubt on that throw, I'd say, uh, you know, he's not Danny Gray. It's not Brandon Ayuk. It's not Debo Samuel. It's not George Kittle. It's not Juwan Jennings did play, but um, that ball didn't go to him. But that, that route is probably to Brandon Ayuk, and they are similar size, right? It's not like Brandon Ayuk is Julio Jones. He'd still have to leap up like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe that – I don't know what would be different if you put a different player there. Maybe the route is a little, run a little differently. Maybe he trusts earlier that Brandon Ayuk's going to do what he's supposed to do and throws it earlier. Maybe Ayuk somehow pulls that in with a little longer arms and drags both toes. I thought watching practice, and I said this last week – Danny Gray struggled in that get both feet down drill. Now, again, this that, I'm not blaming him on that throw, but just uh, something I think big picture, like my overall kind of takeaway after watching Trey Lance two drives was I just thought he looked comfortable. He looked like the guy I thought that we saw after that bad Sunday practice come back, run, hurry up offense, run offense and team, and just look in control. And part of it, I think it's clear, is that he's when you're not just doing drills and you're actually running real offense – you have an advantage in that Kyle Shanahan is calling. You have plays being called and plays off of another play that sets you up to do something. I wonder if they came back on the field for the second time, specifically with the idea of hitting Danny Gray on that. Now, maybe they didn't expect it to be third nine, but I got to wow. think Kyle Shanahan had that in his mind. I, I, I did think yeah. when he missed that pass, I was like, I bet he comes back up. Like, you're not, yeah. you're not ending on that. 
You wouldn't think, but you remember the the play they ended practice on the other day? It's it's a little different practice when you have when you have it set that you're you're leaving and a game when you go. I'll give them one more series because that because it's not like well I'm yanking uh, Trent Williams, Juice, and Kittle on this. Like none of them started. Let's face it, Kyle didn't play anyone really except Trey Lance and the rotating interior guys, right? I mean he started with Danny Gray, with Kraft, with Trey Sermon. With the Fresno State fullback. Like, that's who Trey rolled with. So I I had no concern about rolling him back in, even though he was close to whatever the quote-unquote pitch count was. Like, fuck it. I mean, you could have argued, we'll get into uh, what's-his-name later, the Taurus ACL, potentially. If you would have told me that Kyle got cold feet after that happened, now, it would have sucked for me and you and fans that would have been, but I would have got it. Because that a play like that, since chills around the league, right? Which like, oh my God, do you see they might have just lost their starting quarterback? Like that's something yeah. that goes like wildfire in the NFL. I wonder honestly if that impacted all the guys that didn't play. Or maybe he was dead set on those guys not playing much after they I mean, we, we were at practice on Wednesday. It was a pretty it's probably their most physical practice. Definitely in like a week. So it's not maybe Kyle in his mind was never going to play those guys once they got after it in practice beside Trey. But if you would have told me that either he got cold feet or he just decided not to, I, I couldn't totally blame him because you see, you know, that play where what's his, I mean, I don't even know the guy's name, some backup on the Packers and in no fault of his own, right? He's just kind of coming and he's low. He maybe trips. I didn't see how he kind of got low. I mean, that just jolted all of us. I mean, just because we see – and then you're already thinking there's already been a major injury at quarterback. I mean, it's it's August 12th. I so watched the, the Browns the Browns game. Somebody got carted off on the first series I was watching that game. Offensive did lineman. See, did you see the clip of Jalen Hurts running out of bounds I and did. the guy hitting him – I mean, at minimum, All two steps out of bounds. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, you, we sure – was Robert the defensive coordinator for Kyle next year when D'Amico gets a head job? Uh – D'Amico's got to get the head job first, but yeah, I think I think his defense looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks good. Um, oh, one other note. Again, we had have however many throws. Well, we'll do like we do in practice. We we do a breakdown. We overemphasize each individual play. If we, we would have killed Jimmy for, it. I know if Jimmy Garoppolo threw that ball to Ross Dwelly up a, up a but way up above his fingertips that he caught, that we would have given Garoppolo a hard time for it. So just noted that throw was noted. That was the second second down and uh i don't know like 12 after that first down sermon loss um on the first drive so but but then earlier he had that very easy kind of ray ray mcleod throw that was just easy just take i think one thing's clear with trey is there are going to be easy five yard plays because the rollout the rollout pass him pulling the ball and running there are just going to be there's going to be plays where you go, oh, that was just an easy five yards. Wow, that was not all. Is it a play when Dwelly got destroyed because he's like this? Yeah, he was elevated. It ended up picking up like four yards total. Um, but yeah, it, accuracy. Whatever. It's, it's yeah. We're just I, breaking I think down each throw. He he's got some parallels with Jimmy, right? In terms of inaccuracy, Jimmy was very good on third down. I, I do think that's just an area for concern. But I also think that Trey's going to be such an explosive player running one. I mean, just being able to pick up, even if you don't get five yards or first downs, what if it's first and 10 and you just pick up seven and then you do your slide? Boom, it's second and three where Jimmy might have got sacked or thrown it away and the deep ball. 
So there is a balance out immediately, even if this first year accuracy is hit or miss on some big plays. Because he can, it's basically like being a three-point shooter, right? He just hits some big plays and boom, you flip the game, you flip the the uh, field position, and two with his legs. Like, I, I am, I'm not okay with it because every time it happens, you're like, oh my God, he's going to miss some must-have downs, right? Third and nine. Like, he's just going to overthrow some guys. I also think it's much safer to do on the sidelines. Middle of the field, those balls get high, right? And this was a Jimmy problem. It, safety just hits them in their chest. Yeah. You got to be careful. And this is where I, I think as you learn, and Kyle just has to acknowledge, like, this is kind of what we're dealing with now. You kind of call plays around that, right? You call more deep shots. The other thing is, Jordan's been in the offense much longer. The way they were, they run similar offenses, right? Moving the quarterback around with the boots and the waggles. How good is Trey going to be on some of those where you just kind of, you know, where you, the handoff and then you turn around and you fucking waggle back and you boot back and some of those. Jordan actually hit a couple where it hit guys in hands and they dropped it. I'll be interested to see Trey kind of on the move on balls where he has to take a little off of it. You know, like where I'm moving, the guy's coming. I don't need to throw a, a heater. I need to throw like a, a light change up, which those plays are open in this offense because you're on the move a lot, right? And so, sometimes, you know, when like your initial guy's taken away, but then the other guy's beaming across the field and you just throw, and he's hit some of those in practice when he stopped, right? And he'll kind of stop and gather. But sometimes in NFL games, you got, you know, fucking Aaron Donald or someone chasing after you. So it's like, you stop, you're going to die. You got to keep moving and throw it. That That's... I don't even know if it's a work in progress. We just we don't really know. It's hard to tell in these practices how that will look. But the, those plays are going to be there because in this offense, those guys naturally kind of go across the field, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and he's going to create extra plays that other quarterback. He's going to create. There is more time for people to be running across the field. And Corey says differences. Jimmy's thirty-one. Trey's twenty-one. Lance has shown improvement already, where Jimmy never has in eight years. Uh, yeah, I mean, look. There is no comparison between the two. I know I compared on that throw, but there is no comparison. Uh, we're not doing that. We're, we're doing That's it in a vacuum not. like last year to get to the playoffs, this year to get yeah. to the playoffs. We're, we're, yeah. well, we're not projecting. We're not talking about a five-year projection plan. We're talking about 2022 trying to go 12-5 and five, and a team loaded with stars ready to kick the shit out of people. That's their mindset, and the quarterback now – He's ultimately in the driver's seat. Now, Kyle can get over there and kind of steer a little too, but it's their goal. This is not about like, you know, it's about 24 and 25. I mean, ultimately it kind of is in 24 and 25. It's 22 right now, and this team's, you know, they have a Super Bowl roster. I I, I mean, I, I'm pretty confident on that in terms of their depth, in terms of their talent all over the field. The only reason I can't, I wouldn't just put money on them to win the Super Bowl is they have a first year starting at quarterback young player who hasn't played that much in his life. Yeah. I think if you looked at every team like a creative player on Madden and you got 100, right, and you gave them some on this and some on that, I think what you just – I think the Niners would end up in a group of teams with a lot of – you know, in the 90s because maybe you take a little away on a little away on rookie quarterback, but I think you'll have to add some on some of the other things he brings. And then you just start going down the list of other teams like – just look at all the questions you have with so many other teams who are Super Bowl contenders, and there's no question that they. Well, have let's Super just Bowl take roster. what what I would say based on last year. I, I know the Bengals beat the Chiefs, but let's just take the Rams and the Chiefs. 
right now. The Niners subtract all three quarterbacks. Niners have a better roster than they have the best roster minus the quarterback. Obviously, the other teams, the other two, are in a different universe at quarterback, especially the Chiefs, and even now with Stafford. I mean, Stafford's a guy that can throw 45 touchdowns now pretty easily. I think what the question is, would you rather have the much better roster and the question mark, a young, but, hopefully ascending quarterback, or you just always take the quarterback and then figure it out? Well, that? no, but I, but see, I like what you're asking is like a theoretical question. What I'm saying is just in the real world where the Chiefs exist and the Rams exist and the Niners exist and the Bucks exist, and you just go down the list of the teams that are supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, you got Stafford and Mahomes here, but you might have this defense here. And you know what? Trey Lance might bring you something that the other team doesn't. And you got Kyle Shanahan who can go toe to toe. And you got Ayuk. And now they got Allen Robinson. And now they got, uh, you know, you, we could do play that game. But I think your original point, which was they have a Super Bowl roster. I don't think there's any question that they have a Super Bowl. I agree with you. And I think, I, I like I said, I think if you look at all 32 and you really look at all 32, you go, okay. Yes, this is a Super Bowl roster. Is it the best roster? Would you? Well, we could debate that, but it's clearly a they're a contender. Well, that's why I think when we talk about Trey, and we're going to do this, however, you know, every week now for months on that given week, like we're talking about winning, not these next couple games, obviously, not tonight. I, no one gives a shit about the score. No one remembers any preseason score except John Harbaugh, who might never lose another preseason game. Twenty-one in a row. You see that? John Harbaugh, Ravens, they do not lose. <laughs> but he is going to be evaluated short-term. Like, you just said you watched some of Trevor Lawrence today. No, Trevor Lawrence, this season, like, it's just about progress and signs. Yeah, he's got three years before anyone really cares. Yeah, Trey is not living in that world. It, honestly, the only other young quarterback in his class that, I mean, Zach's on the shelf now, would be Mac. Like, Max, because the Patriots try to win, and they try to go to the playoffs. And even this, but no one thinks the Patriots, honestly, but a lot of people don't think they're a Patriots uh, playoff team, myself included. The Niners were talking about Super Bowl contender. So his games are just evaluated differently. That doesn't change the fact of like every positive thing is like, oh, the big picture, a lot to work with for sure. But they're also like Juice, Kittle, Fred, Trent, Ayuk, Debo, Kyle, potentially last year, D'Amico. Like you're in the present, this team. So it's... There's a balance to it when we talk about this young quarterback that a lot of young quarterbacks that get drafted high, in fairness, don't really have to battle. It's like, God, did you see that game? Threw two touchdowns, also threw three picks, but who gives a shit they lost by 20, right? That's He doesn't get to live in that world, which yeah. is good. I mean, that's the expectations. Like, he's on a team that's sweet and a team that's good and a team that's going to win a lot. Yeah, the things he does, they're going to really matter. They're going to matter a lot. Yeah, and some of them will be good and some will be bad, and... You know, you hope there's more good than bad, and I think there's. That's why I like good reason. For I, it. I think about this a lot. The likelihood of winning a Super Bowl with a guy in his position is slim to none. No well, matter never happened. Yeah, <laughs> rookie quarterbacks never won a championship, right? Wasn't that the story the other day? Probably, not, but he's technically not a rookie, right? Oh yeah, what am I thinking? Russell, never mind. Yeah, so, I, but like, I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust for them. But you also get back like. How many opportunities? We, we talked about this a long time with the Jim Harbaugh team. Things change fast in the NFL. That like you have this little window. Like ultimately, the Chiefs might have had their best chance to win a Super Bowl for the next five years, the last four years, and they got to two. They went to four AFC championships. Obviously, the Niners would sign up for that little run. But like you get your opportunity, 
the opportunity is kind of now. So you you got to get there. Like that's the other thing. It's it's definitely playoffs or a disaster. You know. Yeah. Now I was we've talked about they they lost some interdivisional. They went two and four in their division. They still got the ten games. Like they should be able to do that, but the schedule's hard, and this gets back to that one throw that he missed. Like those throws against the Broncos, against the Chargers, against the Rams, against the Cardinals, against all the good teams they play, against the Raiders, against the Chiefs. Like those are the throws that matter in the second quarter, in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter when it's seven seven, when it's seventeen fourteen, when it's twenty one seventeen, and you just get a fumble and you're down, and now it's third and nine. You're like, are we just going to waste this last this turnover with five minutes to go in the game? You know, it's like, well, that's the you, beauty. Like, think about Jim. Think about the Niners of the last the, the two NFC the Super Bowl run and the NFC Championship run. You get you get a chance. I said this the other day. You make a throw. You complete it. It's incomplete. Whatever. You turn it over on downs. You punt. You go to the bench. You go to the locker room. You come back out. You run another play Shanahan maybe you get four seven yards on a first down run maybe you run Trey Lance like think of all the throws that Jimmy Garoppolo made in both in both 19 and 21 that made you just put your head in your hands and he still made a bunch of great throws right which that's not a Jimmy Garoppolo comment it's just if you play starting quarter if we went and found the people that the guys that people think are bad starting quarterbacks, but guys that played a lot, right? But we're like five years, whatever. Pick random guys. And I think Garoppolo is a great example of this. You could put together highlight tapes of guys that everyone thought were bottom 15 quarterbacks in the NFL that were fantastic. There's going to be good throws. There's going to be bad throws. Um, You know, I think, I think he's going to have both. And he might miss one and come back on the next drive and make a great throw. But this is where the team, the play caller, the talent around him, the defense, right? You quarterbacks make bad throws that guys catch and good throws that guys drop. This is, I mean, it, it is a team. My point, this is a team, and this team that he's on gives him the For best sure. chance to make the most. But of I think him as an individual overcome mistakes. I, I think two separating factors are going to be explosive plays down the field, right? Throwing the Danny Gray type throws, push the ball down the field, which they could not do, and obviously his legs. And I feel much better about him running around if he can slide. Because I, I honestly, I just assumed he's going to be a, a face-first diver and take a lot of shots. Even though he's b- bigger than a lot of the modern-day linebackers, you, I, you just can't take shots, can't take right? Shots. No. So if he's sliding, if you do slide, you do... How many times have you ever seen Russell Wilson take a shot? It doesn't happen because he slides. Yeah, I mean, uh, was it... Uh, did Bowman or Willis get him once? But I mean that was early. We're talking ten years ago, right? I mean, in the the majority of his career, once those guys like he avoids. Yeah, yeah. Who you want to talk about next? Danny Gray. I mean, we can talk about Drake Jackson. I we might wait till the end of the game just to see if anything's said about him. But um, Danny I mean, Gray, the game might not end for about four hours. Fourth quarter. Uh, Danny Gray, get him out of 86. 86, the only problem I got with Danny Gray. Everything else looks good. What's wrong um, with 86? I don't know. It doesn't, you think 86 looks good? Like, what are his other options? I don't know. Single digit? 11. Uh, taken. Uh, 10, maybe available soon. Yeah, I don't know. But the point is, Danny Gray showed up twice. Now, say you want, maybe the ball on the sideline, maybe a veteran receiver makes a different play. I don't know. What what, but, what 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 how? 
Well, I, I, like I said, I, I would love to talk to the uh, Leonard Hankerson. How was the route? What did you think of his body control? Whatever. I don't know. But my point is, he was open. I am credit on that. I And uh, the deep ball, he slowed down. That was not an easy catch necessarily. Also, the other thing on the sideline throw, remember there was some question about his hands. That was not an easy ball to re- just receive, and he received it. Yeah. And then uh, and then we, we got to see the speed. So, you know, I when Ayuk's out there, when Debo's out there, when Kittle's out there, if they can get him two balls and two drives, what are they going to be able to do for him? Well, I, I would say other, other players who the defense is focused on. One thing I was thinking when the game was going on, you know, we'll see Drake Jackson, who knows, with his shoulder, probably not ideal. Their draft at the top, you know, I, I mean, Drake is a good player. I mean, that play where he chased down Jordan Love, I mean, him just kind of moving around, you can see it. Price is going to, who knows, he might be the starting running back by week two at this rate. Danny Gray can play. Like, that's, he's got easy speed. And their fourth round pick is their starting guard. Like, that's, I don't know if you can ask for much more on like a pretty loaded team that these guys, it's pretty clear, like all of them are going to play. Like, you watch uh, Danny Gray tonight. Thing with wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk needs a breath, right? He doesn't. He doesn't take unlimited snaps. This isn't. You're not a guard. You come, Debo. You come out of the game. Like we talked a lot during training camp. You're like, is Danny Gray jersey? You know, on game day. Like I actually think he's got a pretty good chance, depending on the matchup. Maybe not every game, but like, it's pretty clear he's got NFL high level attributes. You know, they yeah. said four three speed. Now, the Packers are rolling out backup defensive backs, but. He smoked that guy, which clearly it felt like, oh, he's going to get shoved out of bounds, or easily the guy's going to grab his ankles and he's going to trip. Honestly, it felt like he barely touched his shoelace once he got a step. I mean, it was crazy how smooth he was. I think it'll be interesting who gets more balls this year, him or Ray Ray McLeod, who fumbled. Now, Ray Ray is a returner, right? Um, I, I, you know, I, I give not, not all fumbles are created equal. He got like triple team destroyed. I mean, well, I think it just is under a spotlight with him because he's fumbled. Before you have to agree, though, that was going into some collision with a bunch of guys like, it, yeah, but it all it t- how many fumbles is too many fumbles in a season for a guy? You think three? I don't know. You know, I heard someone say I was listening to something. They're like, you know, for as great of a season as Hunter Renfro had, he had five fumbles. And you just realize, like you put the ball on the ground That's and you lose lot. four. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast. Or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free, and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. 
never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I'd say three. I mean, do you lose them all? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, that's kind of luck, but, um, but I just think Danny Gray. Like, if I hadn't been to practice, maybe I'd think less of it. But having seen him in practice, having shown up, seen him show up in practice, and been being impressed with him in practice, you just want to see it translate to a game, and it looked like it translated to a game. Whatever you think of this game, it translated to this game for Danny Gray. Yeah, I mean, he's had a rough camp, just at least every time we've seen the ball's been on the ground. Are you sure that like Danny Gray couldn't Who, who's had a challenge Jawan Jennings? Oh, you know, just if, if Jawan Jennings gets, we've seen Kyle Shanahan, he'll go doghouse. I, I don't mean like he just passes them, but you can't just play poorly and keep your spot. That's not how the NFL works. Like, yeah. He is consistently dropping the ball. They rolled him out tonight. They didn't treat him like the other two guys. No, they didn't. It's tough, right? Because he's so physically different than any other receiver they have. And he blocks Jawan Jennings. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's it's going to happen. I'm just just keep an eye. He's got an elite skill. He does. I mean, an elite skill like f- can fly. Because someone someone tweeted at me. They're like, uh, "You think he'll be what they hoped Goodwin would be back in the day?" I'm like, "Well, this guy's a better th- this guy in theory." And if you project him as a player, should be much better than Marquise Goodwin as a player. Like, this guy should be a legitimate NFL wide receiver. Goodwin had some moments. I don't know. He's bigger. He's 
yeah. I mean, he's not quite as fast, but he's got elite. I mean, NFL Goodwin was speed. a third rounder out of Texas, right? But a lot of that was just because he ran like a three point nine forty. You know, he's yeah. like Olympic fast. This guy, I think, was viewed as he can be a good wide receiver, break okay. tackles, can run routes, has really good ball skills. I, I think if you look at Goodwin's career, when you're that fast, your career lasts way longer than it probably should. And I'm not saying he's not talented, but I feel pretty confident that Danny Gray projects when they're both 22 years old to be a better player, like just a more complete wide receiver. You just already saw on the sideline ball, his ability to move, high point the ball. I don't know. I just. I mean, Goodwin's best year was with the Niners. He had 56 catches, almost 1,000 yards in 2017. I feel Danny Gray just projects to be like a long, you know, 10-year guy, Starting on NFL teams, like he's a real NFL wide receiver. Yeah, he 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 looks more. I maybe it's only based on his height. It almost like Marquise is more gadget than true receiver, and maybe Danny Gray is more receiver. I, but that might be just a stereotyping because of his height. But I think Danny Gray was viewed in the draft process as like a real player, you know, as a guy that people were very bullish on as a as a guy that can play in the league for a long, long time as a wide receiver. Um, yeah, I mean, he was viewed as a third or fourth rounder, right? Yeah, I mean, you're in a 4-3-3. That's pretty fast for even fast guys. He can fly, and he's breaking tackles. I think that's part of it, right? Well, he remember a- what John Lynch told us at, when you and I just happened to talk to him at a Niner practice on the sideline? He said, look, he said, look at his thighs. His legs are strong. I like right. him. I'm, I'm bullish on his long-term ability. When yeah. you're that fast, and, he, I, and I think, here's the other thing. I guess part of this, based on some practice reps, and even saw tonight, like, I think he's got pretty good ball skills. High-pointing the ball, we've seen him do that in practice tonight. That catch as he's running, it wasn't just the perfect, like, hit him in stride. He kind of had right. to catch he, it yeah. right here. Yep. You know, it was a, I know he was well out of bounds, but it, and unless, I mean, it might have been his fault running the wrong route, but high pointing the ball, kind of dragging his feet. Like it just, he feels like he has some natural wide receiver instincts, I guess what I'm saying. Where it felt like Marky's Goodwin, like you said, I think that's a good way to put it, way more gadgety. Now, again, he ran a 4040, <laughs> was on the Olympic team. Like, I, I, I guess maybe I'm biased. I, I like that type stuff is like, oh, Brock Purdy yeah. just took the lead, John. I just don't like Olympic team and like, I, oh yeah, you know, I'd rather have like, oh, this guy just played for Sonny Gray and dominated in the whatever conference they're in. Sonny Dykes. Yeah, Sonny Dykes. <laughs> Too big, much yeah, big A's fan, John Middlecoff. Um, uh, uh, we can update this later depending on what happens. I think just like Danny Gray, all the stuff that we saw Drake Jackson do in practice and hoped would translate to a game, translated to a game. Now, just like every other preseason game, we can talk about, you know, which offensive linemen were in there. But I thought the thing that really made Drake Jackson's performance before he got hurt valuable and believable was that it was happening against Jordan Love, who's not a great quarterback, but is very athletic. And twice Drake Jackson made really athletic plays on Jordan Love, once to stop refused to get juked, get an arm up and deflect the ball. 
when his arms are up, it reminds you of seeing DeForest Buckner's arms up or Eric Armstead's arms up. His arms are not as long as either one of those guys. His arms, he's not as tall as either one of those guys. But um, then he had the chase down play where Jordan Love was trying to get him off and he was going is that, straight. Is that where he got is that where he got hurt on that play? He got hurt and he went down. Remind me a little bit. Remember, Kinlaw got hurt, kind of chasing a quarterback, extending and then landing um last year. So I thought Drake Jackson looked every bit of what we thought he was going to look like. One one thing, uh, doing a little recon on Burford, I, I think a lot of people were down on Burford's the wrong word because coming from UTSA and getting drafted in the fourth round, I would say is a pretty big accomplishment for that program. <laughs> but a lot of people talked about him as a tackle. He was he was discussed he was going to be drafted to be a tackle, and Kyle immediately moved him to guard. And that's where I think that most people viewed him. They didn't view him as a guard where I talked to someone today that, and, and I'm a, I believe this, it's so much easier to find guards and centers in this scheme because it's just not one thing he struggled with was just, he could get overwhelmed with football setting techniques and just different things as a zone scheme guy. You're basically just running <laughs> Outside zone, you just use your athleticism. He's a big-time athlete. And then use your arms and your athletic ability and body positioning. You're you're not like Trent Williams can, but you don't have to shove guys five yards off the line of scrimmage. It's about using your athletic ability and positioning your body. It's much easier to play immediately than like old-school pro-style gap. You're just, you're just fucking running. And he has, like, I think a lot of people, when I tell people around the league, like, Burford's are starting guard. They're like, damn, really? And I, I don't think a lot of people viewed him or projected him to play guard. It just, because naturally he's long. I mean, he's got almost 35-inch arms. Like, he's got tackle-level arms. And you said this earlier, and this is where I will give them credit, having not done my uh, my draft recon on the on the guard tackles. If they took a guy that most people had as a tackle and in their mind, like, we can get this guy, they viewed as like a mid-round tackle and we can take him and put him to guard, immediate transition, like, that's that's good. Like, that's high-level scouting, coaching, the whole transition. Like, that's that's a high-level move if it works out. Still gonna be a lot, it's still going to be difficult. Like, he's going to have to block the Aaron Donalds and the just good players. That they Chris Jones, I mean, they're, they're going to see their fair share of, the, I mean, defensive tackles. I heard AQ Shipley, who was a backup with the Eagles when I was there, and he played for the Colts forever. And he's buddies, he's good buddies with McAfee because they play together. And he's honest. He's like, you know, you know, Pat, you know, the last couple of years in the league, I kept looking at my wife like, what the fuck am I doing? I got to get out of this league. You know, he's a short, smaller offensive lineman. And he's like, the D tackles just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And they kind of are. I mean, a lot of guys that look like Kinlaw. Or they look like Donald and they move like that. So it's it is gonna be we talk a lot about Trey Lance and the transition, and rightfully so, right? North Dakota not playing that much. Boom, 49ers. UTSA, I don't know who they were blocking on a weekly basis, but boom, NFL. That's a pretty big transition for a player. Like I, I think we gotta be prepared to like he's he's allowed to have some moments, some whiffs potentially throughout the year in, inside against. Some yeah, stars. the question is how many can they really afford, right? Like, how good is their center? How good is Banks? How good is McGlinchey? Trent Williams healthy. The question is like, how much are they going to really 
just how, how much can they afford? How much does Trey help, right? Maybe Trey can help those guys out because of his mobility. He can also hurt if he steps into a sack, right? So, uh, but what about Drake Jackson? What do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that play where he ran down Jordan Love, I mean, part of Jordan Love's package was like, you know, he's a really raw, talented, physical specimen, and you saw him moving. I mean, you saw him moving all night. Like, Jordan Love can move. Honestly, Jordan Love... You know, Trey Lance is the much, much higher level version of like major project with some physical skills. It doesn't always know where it's going, but he took off and like, ah, Drake. And then Drake kind of hawked him, you know, as he turned the corner, Drake's like right all over him and leaps. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Drake Jackson fan. I know. Did you hear Tim Ryan go, you know, if USC wasn't just in complete shambles and had been playing at a higher level, this guy's a lock first rounder. Now, he also said he could be like Bruce Smith, who, uh, if memory serves me correct, doesn't Bruce Smith, the leader in all-time sacks, uh, could be wrong on that one. But I, I, I think Greg was like, just looks like him, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, just looks like him. <laughs> I, I think Bruce Smith is widely considered, you know, like Reggie White LT, and then there's like this next group, and he's kind of in that group, you know, of like, again, all-time great players, Hall of Fame, looking at each other right now, the lights go out in Canton, so... I, I wouldn't go that far. I know Tim gets excited, but uh, I feel pretty bullish about a backup pass rusher that's as talented as Drake Jackson, for sure. <laughs> He's not even the starter. Like I said, we can update. One thing's clear. like He is, in terms of when we find out what his injury is, if he's healthy enough, right? he's playing week one. I can confirm. Bruce Smith, uh, all-time sack leader in the NFL, right ahead of... How uh, many? Reggie White, uh, 200. 200 sacks for Reggie or for Bruce? Reggie has 198. Bruce has 200. So. Oh, wow. That seems like he's in pretty good company. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think third? Gr- Anybody close? Kevin Green, 160. So uh, so that's a big RIP Kevin Green, but that's, a big, uh, that's over, a big gap. Over under 75 career sacks for Drake Jackson. 75, I mean, seven and a half for 10 years. I might you go realize that, like 75 is a lot, right? 75 is a shitload. <laughs> you agree though, like like his injury affects them. He's he's gonna play. If he doesn't play, somebody who wasn't gonna play as much is gonna play. Now they got Omenahu, they got Ebicam, whatever. Like they're deep. Hyder. Right. I mean, they, they, to me, they got enough, unless he's out. They want to the get season. him on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he'd be playing week one. To me, as long as he's back for Denver, I feel okay. It worst case. Uh, Excalibur. I, I, just, asked, I, I don't. I don't like when I see an arm kind of dangling. Yeah. Excalibur asks, "Who's the active sack leader? Is it JJ? Do you have that in front of you? Vaughn? Vaughn Miller? Uh, Derek Thomas, Dwight Freeney. It's Vaughn Miller. How many does Vaughn have? Hundred and fourteen. So Chandler jo- Chandler Jones, a hundred nine. Cam Jordan, one oh seven. JJ, Justin Houston, both have 102. Aaron Donald, 98. I mean, he could get it another 20, 30. Didn't Bruce, HRS, didn't Bruce play for a while before they counted sacks? Uh, well, they started counting sacks in 1982. What, what was his rookie year? 85. Close. I guess so, they've gone back and looked at some of the... I, the, the top 10's pretty, you know, <laughs> Bruce is the leader of guys like Reggie White, Kevin Green, Julius Peppers, Michael Strahan, Jason Taylor... Terrell Suggs, Demarcus Ware, 
So it's a lot of guys that pretty sure that have gold jackets or have them coming. And Dion would approve of some of those. He's guys. like, yeah, who's he remind you? I, I didn't know who he was going to say. I was like, who's he going to say? And he's like, Bruce Smith. I was like, Jesus, Tim. <laughs> I, I'd never stood next to Bruce Smith. Just seen him on a lot of like the Bills docs. I feel I always thought Bruce Smith was enormous. Didn't you? I yeah. always thought Bruce Smith was like six five. Yeah, how big? How big is he? Well, that's what I. Th- I don't. Tim's. Oh, you're saying because Drake Jackson's not six five. Maybe he wasn't comparing to his size. He was comparing to the play. I, I mean, Greg said to him, "Like you're talking about his body, right?" <laughs> Even Greg, who you know occasionally will, uh, well, where did Greg grow? Where did Greg grow up? And who? Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he kind of cares about. Like Buffalo. he even he know I he has enough. Even the Homer in him has enough understanding of the history of the game. Like that's who does he remind you of? You know, it's, he goes the other way like Ted Williams. <laughs> I was like, whoa, let's uh, let's just you know see if he can get through uh, half a season first. Not, this is a Drake Jackson podcast. How tall did you say he is? It says 6'4 on Wiggy. Jackson is not 6'4. He was comparing the player. Yeah. I, well, I'm telling you, Greg made him confirm he was comparing the body. He's like, he just looks like him. That's what he said. What? All right, John. Uh, here's the latest. Connor Hughes, who covers the Jets, sources. Jets believe they've avoided the worst-case scenario with Zach Wilson's knee. Genuine belief it's not season-ending. MRI to confirm their feelings. They hope uh, The hope is that they're looking at weeks, not a year. That's the feeling as I leave Philly. Again, MRI final confirmation. Yeah, I mean, confirmation, I don't know if I... They're, they're going to get an MRI to determine what the injury is, but... I guess his this reporter's report is they don't think it's an an ACL tear, but they're they're getting the MRI anyway, obviously, and um, you know that would that would be very damaging to the Niners' hopes of trading Jimmy Garoppolo to the Jets. But if he just frankly, has a sprained knee and he's out a month, yeah, yeah, I mean you wouldn't do it then. I but I mean honestly, you you to your you said this to me, and I have the same feeling, which is I I don't want to see Zach Wilson miss the season. I know that, but no. But if he's out, I mean, they are they go to the the front of the line for Jimmy Garoppolo destinations. Yeah, I I actually felt a little uncomfortable tonight on the social media streets of this pro football doc. Just starts throwing out he tore his ACL, where it didn't look good. You know, it's clearly a non-contact jump. But I think if you're over twenty five years old, we've seen enough non-contact injuries to have a pretty good idea. To me, that was like I don't know, could have sprained. Could it easily be a knee sprain? If you tell me tomorrow, knee sprain, they're hopeful he's ready in a month for week one. I think that's very believable. Now, I've also seen enough that feel, you know, borderline like innocuous moves, and then it's all of a sudden like torn ACL. You're like, what? So I, I'm prepared. I am rooting for him to be healthy. I, I, I did not get much joy of like, oh, the Niners swindle this one. I was like, I don't want to see Zach Wilson tear his ACL. Like I. I'd rather watch Zach Wilson than Jimmy Garoppolo play for the Jets. Now, yeah, you, like you said, if it is the worst case scenario and we wake up tomorrow and the MRI, wherever the hell he gets it in Hoboken or New Jersey, says torn ACL, is it out of the realm of possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo is on their team and they start, you know, obviously 
you had mentioned something about the salary cap. We checked before we hopped on. According to Spot Track, it looks like the Jets have just under $4 million. So they would have to do some finagling. They could not trade for Jimmy's contract as is. I do think it would make a lot of sense for Jimmy to give it, given that he knows the head coach and definitely the offensive coordinator. And here's the other thing. While they did lose Becton, their starting right tackle, who in theory should be good, even though he hasn't now going to miss, a, he's going to play a game in two years. They have a first round wide receiver, a second round wide receiver last year, and more, who everyone thinks is sweet. They signed the tight end from Cincinnati, who's not bad. They have multiple running backs. The dude they drafted last year from North Carolina, and I talked to someone with the Jets who said that Bryce Hall, Purdy's, uh, Brees Hall. His running back at Iowa State might be the best player on the team. Well, what do the Shanahan guys like to do? They like to run the ball. So they got multiple running backs, two wide receivers, and he knows the playbook. I, I, did, you I, if they I got, did you say they got Sauce Gardner, C.J. Mosley? You talking about their defense too, or just their offense? I'm just talking about their offense. Yeah. Like if I'm Jimmy, like I, if he was just cut tomorrow, everyone's like, go to Seattle. I would want no part of Seattle. I would want no part of the Giants. I think the Steelers would be intrigued, even though it feels like would they are they just like dead set on going with their guys? Maybe, you know, even if that their guy is Mitch, I do think the Jets would make a lot of immediate sense given his knowledge of the two guys running the team and the offense, and just like when you looked at their depth chart, you're like there there are some pieces to deal with here, right? A, yeah. a top ten wide receiver, more who a lot of people think are sweet, and two running backs like. It's not as shitty as it has been like two years ago. Yeah. I, even if Jimmy had to like, hey, we'll give you a five million base salary, you know, high incentives. I'm, if you I'm start looking, 17 games. I'll just, sorry, I'll just interrupt you real quick because I'm looking over the cap and these numbers can be different. They say 8.9 million in cap space, which, sorry, keep going. I just wanted to mention that. I mean, it could be at eight point, if it's 8.9, would Jimmy play for 19 million? The Niners pay him 10, they pay him 8.9, and you get a third round pick because you're paying him. To, how much would you pay for a third round pick from the Jets? You know, what whatever they wanted. Yeah, you would you I mean would you pay fifteen million dollars for a third round pick? Yeah. I mean I would I would do business with them. I know that. <laughs> like we'd be on the phone. I would imagine would you be stunned if there is not some communication with the Niners and Jets tonight? Or if you're the Jets, you don't put that juju in the air and you just wait. Or that's not you can't do business that way. I mean, I, th- I, I don't know that you can wait. I mean, don't you have to kind of set up a contingency? They've got they've talked before. They they talked for the Debo deal. They traded uh how did they end up? They, no, I guess they haven't done a deal with the Niners, but um they just signed Tomlinson was a free agent. Well, I just happened to see they have the Niners six round pick, but it came from the Texans. Uh, but I mean, they know each other. I mean, they don't. Whatever. I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all that Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Kyle, and John have a little powwow tonight. After well, because I, yeah, I think you're right because if 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 the MRI says ACL, they'd want Garoppolo there by Monday, Sunday, right? <laughs> Saturday night. Sa- yeah, Saturday night. It, but Mike Silver would be like, ah, well, Jimmy could be there Wednesday. You see, did you read Mike Silver's Garoppolo article? Well, guy, it's been well documented that Jimmy didn't text back with them over the years, right? Haven't we talked about that before? That Jimmy yeah, was hard to get a hold. But it's always been kind of like, aha, you know, Jimmy, he goes underground. It's the first time it's ever been presented as, well, yeah, not ideal. <laughs> like, it's always kind of like, ah, you know, Jimmy, hard to get a hold of. 
but it's never been presented as no, we were trying to get a hold of him. It wasn't just like, hey, bud, hope your summer's good. And he didn't get back to anybody. Well, he signed the deal and then OTAs was, you know, a month later, or whatever. What 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 they want to talk about? That's my thing. Like, I don't know. Playbook. I don't know. It, it, Mike Silver was talking about 2017 or 18. right? Yeah. Yeah, and I read the article. And we we love Mike, and we saw him out there practicing the other day. And then it just jumped to Trey, and I'm like, I think he just put this in there because he had it. I don't even know why it's here. Yeah, he wanted, to throw, like, he, he wanted to throw a little fastball. It was good. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it because I started doing I'm like, all right, who was here? Could have been Slowick. Could have, who who could have told it? Niner Stafford? How many guys? Well, he also, guys. he also threw in this, like, hey, guys, don't just think I'm your fucking booger-eating blogger. Like, Trey Lance's accuracy issues, or, you know, I, I was one of the guys that was critical. It started with me. And yes, quietly, the 49ers coaches have some concern. Like, hey, guys, I talked to these people. Well, like did I, you see what Tim, did you hear what Tim Ryan said on the beginning of the broadcast? Like, my question, one thing he's got to get better at, accuracy be- like uh, between the hashes against zone. Like, that's a big part of this offense, and he's got to get better. With, like, that's what I want to see today. So yeah, I, 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 I think Mike. You can love him and also think he's got to get better. I mean, it's. Here's the one thing I know about Mike Silver on the internet streets. He's talking to the coaches that none of the people in the internet streets could, those people would never speak to, you know, there's no connection there. So we're and hell. I, I he, he's got more connections to that building than I do. So it's like, he, he's not just throwing shit at the wall. and like, Hey guys, Trey Lance arm fatigue. Like, no, that let's face it. Who, who do you think it came from? Like he's been around this team. I don't know. Since Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. He knows the family. He knows the family. He, he knows the family. He ain't talking to Bobby Slowick. I'll tell you that much. You think it came from Mike? Uh, Kyle? I think it came from John or Kyle. I, I think that's who Mike talks to. Mike does not talk Mike to Shanahan or him. Yeah, that's a, when you say he knows the family, but my thing is, it's coming from the top of the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike, Kyle, John, like Kyle, Mike. While he might know some random coaches, I don't think he's spending time like you know this. The quality <laughs> control assistant's firing me some good info. No, it's like Kyle, man. We call me back. <laughs> Yes. So we'll see. I mean, uh, we still got to wait on Deshaun. The Jets situation would be good for the Niners. It'd be bad for football. Like Zach Wilson's a major part of the NFL. Uh, there's a million great storylines in the NFL and Zach Wilson and everyone argued over Zach Wilson is one of those things. Well, so if you're, let's say worst case scenario, he has a torn ACL tomorrow, which I, I'm not rooting for. I do not want to happen. I, I would rather have the Niners cut Jimmy Garoppolo than get a third round pick because Zach Wilson, I, I got all football season. There are just some Jets games on at 10 a.m. that you can't avoid. But do the Niners, the Watson thing could, who knows? There's no timeline on that. You never know. If you could get a fourth round pick plus some of the money, do you do that deal immediately and just get them gone? You're not waiting on the Browns, are you? No. Fifth? That'd be funny though. It was like, ah, we'll see, fellas. Just uh, we're gonna slow play this one. <laughs> Just slow play it. The slowest slow play that anyone. At what pick play. do you hesitate? Fifth. Yeah, I mean, what do you think you get from the Browns though? Have you talked to the Browns already? I mean, Don, you might already know what the Browns are willing. Yeah, to I mean, I, they they clearly have. Because did you see Mary Kay's report the other day? I did. I actually listened to Mary Kay on a podcast the day before that report. And on that podcast, she wasn't quite as adamant as her report looked that, that if Deshaun was suspended for the year, they would uh, look to Jimmy or they would consider Jimmy. But I heard her say that 
like a month and a half ago that they she did not think a month and a half ago that they would play 17 games with um what's his face so jacoby jacoby percent yeah. did you see deshaun was like hey guys i'll give you eight games five million we'll call it a deal <laughs> and then the league's like no well one thing i thought about deshaun is like because he there were just the game was weird like if he's going to settle, he should settle before, you know, he gets hurt in a game. And then the NFL is like, you know what? We'll hold this. As, well, yeah, we'll do the thing next year. That's cool. Did you watch the Deshaun Watson game from the start? I did. Where I saw on social media that he apologized. Where, where would he apologize? Who did I, he talk I, to? So I saw a clip that he, I don't know where that was. It looked like, Cleve, was like the Cleveland broadcast, you think? It looked to me like, oh, maybe it was because it looked like an NFL reporter but maybe she's not NFL anymore. And, you know, sometimes they do stuff with teams. I watched the Jags broadcast with Bucky Brooks, John. So I didn't see that, but I saw the clip on Twitter. And I don't know where that was from. He was talking. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a. No, no, yeah. It was like him and the reporter, a woman standing, it looked like on the concourse of the stadium. It was a weird location for an interview. Um, But you know what the best formation in football is? A victory. Picture formation. Brock Purdy. Uh, did you see any of the 49ers, uh, you know, the hard knocks that the Niners put out the other day? Oh, YouTube? I see what he's doing. He's talking to Didi, you know, the chick that used to work at NFL Network. She might still, and it looks like in their hotel. Oh, is that where that is? Like a lot, like a banquet room or something? I want to say I'm truly sorry to all the women that I've impacted in this situation. Yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah, weird. What did you think about the Jags chanting, you sick fuck? Jags fans? Yeah. Pretty good chant. <laughs> is a pretty good chant. You sick fuck's a pretty good chant. That's not bad. Pretty good drunk uh, drunk chant. Um, Brock Purdy, though. Part of the uh, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. There you go. Well, did he, uh, let, let him to victory. Let's see what his, let's see what his final numbers were. Uh, three of six. No. Is that updated? Yeah. Three of six. Touchdown. Brock Purdy was three of six. Every time I glanced at the screen, I, I felt like he was like 14 of 18. Sudfeld, eight of 11, 103. Touchdown. Sudfeld's good, John. All three quarterbacks. What do you think about the final line from the Niners quarterbacks? Okay. Would, would Kyle Shanahan take this every game? 15 of 22, 212, 10, 10 average per throw, three touchdowns, no picks. Yes. Three sacks. Three touchdowns. What? Do the math. Yeah, what is lot. that? Uh, 30, is it 30? Well, it's 30 and then it's 45. Then it's, oh yeah, times three, three. not times two. Yeah. It's uh, over 50, 45 plus, plus nine. 51. Now it's 40, 50 more, (laughs) more games, game 16, game 17, two more games, six, 54 live golf, nine 11 trophy. Can we add or are we pretty terrible? We're like 20 plus 7. Final answer. (laughs) 17 times 3 equals 51. 51. You're right. Between the two of us, John, we could we might be able to get into a state school. Would he would he take 21 right now? Or is that not enough? With 211 passing? No. I mean, what's what's the completion percentage? I would he just take 21 touchdowns total this season? He'd need more than that, right? Yeah, I think you'd want a little more than that. That's barely averaging a touchdown pass a game. Like, you'd take 21 if it was, like, three picks and 68% completion percentage. 
Would he sign up right now for 26? Yeah. What's the interception number? Mm, 12. I don't know. He might think he can go higher. Porn bot back in the chat, John. Well, the interception number, are are you, like, I'm already acknowledging double-digit picks this year. I'm not expecting a single number, are you? No. No, but most quarterbacks throw double-digit picks, don't they? True, but I mean, a, a majority lot of, guys, of like, quarterbacks throw double-digit interceptions. Stafford gave me forty-five and like fourteen. You know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah, I, yeah. Do, do do I get? I, I can't. Can I get thirty-one and fourteen? I could. I'd take that right now. Because he's got a three-pick game. So, of course you would. Um, we got this note. Elijah Mitchell, hamstring injury that will likely prevent him from playing in the preseason, uh, says Adam Schefter. Expected back for week one, but you know, hamstrings tough to predict. Soft, soft, uh, soft tissue, tough to predict. Niners have a lot of running backs. Uh, we saw some of them today. Uh, you know, Trey Sermon started. How did you think Trey Sermon looked? Sorry, I wonder, I, my tone is leading the witness a little bit there. I, I, uh, I sent you that. Okay, never mind. I just making sure that like, because usually the bloggers. Or the aggregators, they don't screw up, and they didn't. Because I was like, I could, I can't find Schefter's tweet, but I found it. Yeah, I didn't think Sermon looked great today. Um, a lot of people on social media streets think he's going to cut. Well, you know, he got the first chance, but I. What do you, thought, expe- what do you expect him to do? That's my question. Do you think he dances too much? I thought that first carry. Yeah, I thought in practice, just Jordan Mason looks better. I. Jamichael Hasty, we know, brings another element. Um, Ty Davis Price, too soon for that. Jeff Wilson. Now, maybe if Elijah Mitchell, I don't know. I what did you think? Yeah, I I do wonder if <clears throat> if it comes down to four guys, assuming Elijah Mitchell is not on pup or anything. Which I mean, God, he gets hurt a lot, and I love the player, but holy moly, True Shanahan uh, back is. Davis Price, a lock. I would say Jeff Wilson Jr., lock. I also thought if like Elijah Mitchell was injured, I once I once I forwarded you that, I kind of closed my eyes. Like, can you envision Wilson and four, 15 carries week one? Like, yep. <laughs> I, I could just envision him getting a lot of carries with Price getting, you know, he gets 14 where Price and Price gets seven, and that's 21 carries for the game, you know, that type deal. You use check and Kittle each get kind of one. Debo gets a couple. Like I, you can already envision it in your head if Mitchell's just not dressed because his hamstring. They're just we're gonna give it another week. We want to wait till it, we'll we'll start him at home. I think Hasty's probably just gonna make the team. Like if Kyle, like w- w- why are we forcing Trey Sermon? If Trey Sermon keeps dancing and he's not better than Hasty, he's not. The only reason we would keep Sermon over Hasty is because we drafted him in the third round. That's the only reason. Well, we don't give a shit about any of that anymore. Right, we're, we're good team. We're trying to win now. Sermon might get cut, man. I mean, six yards, one point eight yards a carry. Well, I mean, it's just the way it looked. He and did it, have the one where he got blown up in the backfield. Yeah, and I, but, but, like, I think just like what I said about Danny Gray and Jake, Drake Jackson, I thought the way he ran was it to me. And I know you mentioned that Uzcheck said the other day that he'd been practicing well. And with running backs, it's hard in practice. For you know, standing on the sideline to really know, but you could also look at that. So he's been on the team a year and a half, and he's had four good practices. 
<laughs> I used to think all those other guys have looked better than him. Powell didn't say that to me. I, he said that to Papa online publicly. Yep. yep. Um, but I just thought I've thought all these other guys have looked better than him in practice, and then I thought it was. Well, hey, Hasty has for event. sure. You're just thinking like, oh, are they really going to go with the veteran guy over the third rounder? It's like, I'm coming around. Yeah. What? Why would you cut Hasty? Well, is it a good sign or a bad sign when you start the game at running at that position? Well, ask the Josh McDaniels and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Well, they said Josh Jacobs not going anywhere. But I think sometimes you want to see. I, I I think for Josh Jacobs and definitely for Trey Sermon, it's like here's your opportunity, man. Take it. Take the lead. Right when I say take the lead, yeah, like good take, point. get go get your spot. Isn't that? What, I think they're kind of rooting for him. Like, hey man, we we use this pick on you. Show us, please. But how can they? If all if draft picks do not matter, how much you make doesn't matter. Nothing matters based on what we've seen in practice in the night. Who in their right mind takes Sermon over Hasty? Oh well, you. I mean, especially Hasty because Hasty catches the ball and he you can he can pick up pressure on he can pick up you can put him in on third down pick up pressure block. How's he? Would you say Hasty's a borderline lock if he st- if as long as he doesn't get hurt? Feels like he's on. I game mean, now. yeah. I I w- w- you want to tell tell sign preseason game three is is Sermon like in there and just taking all the carries. Well, the I wonder if like does Jordan Mason get no carries? He oh well, I can take that back. He got six today. Never mind. I thought they might try to bury him to keep anybody else from wanting them, but I just think so many running backs get cut. You just nothing you can really do. What do you? What do you? You you saying hide him to get the practice squad? Yeah, harder to do now with Roto World and Twitter. Like it's already out there that he's been. Well, I don't know Roto World, John. They've been wrong about things like uh, uh, Traylon Burks running with the ones. You know. Well, did you see who was in with the third in the third and the fourth quarter? In the Titans game? No, who? Was it him? Traylon Burks. I should... I, fuck. Come on. Titans fans, man. You, you, the chat, man. They, they, they try to lie to you to prove their point. Titans fans. They're like, do more research. I'm like, Roto World is... That's the research. I'm, that's as far as I'll go. I'll, I mean, I'll go further for the right story. I didn't see much of the game beside the cool little highlight of Malik Willis just running. I mean, yeah, he can run. Well, he, threw, he threw a sweet deep ball. Oh, he did? Yeah. Vrabel was kind of like, he needs to throw it more. Uh, but again, Vrabel felt like he was going Belichick. I just saw a, a Twitter headline that like, or you know, someone just tweeted it. Is it kind of not a good sign that Traylon Burks is running in the second half of this preseason game? I don't think it's going smoothly for him so far. Yeah, I mean... The idea of like replacing Debo with him would be a disaster right now. Luckily for him, that's not what had to happen for him. I do think even if you don't trade, let's just say AJ Brown didn't exist. They needed a wide receiver. They use pick 17 on the guy and he's not getting it. No matter what team you're on, that's you're getting criticized. Like what the hell's going on here with a wide receiver? Cause it's a sexy position. Everyone knows it. People kind of expected like this guy, Let's face it. It's like he's kind of like Debo. That was the thing. He was Debo. Well, maybe not. In fairness, I you know Debo took to like the second half of his rookie year to really get going. It's hard, you know, football. He's coming into uh you know, I mean, a pretty good team. I, I know it doesn't feel like the Titans are good, but they were the one seed. Probably not the easiest place to go. Vray yeah. also feels like a Kyle Shanahan, where. You just until like if you're not doing well, 
you could be the seventh pick in the draft. Like you'll go in the third quarter. I don't care. Right. You know, Fangio, it was all the coaches like over 60. Most of the young coaches, McVay is like, we'll just earn it in practice. You know, we're not going to show them up. <laughs> you know, Kyle Vrabel, some of the young kind of old souls, they're like, make them run in the fourth quarter. It's a very Belichickian type mindset. It also could be right. Like he needs to play. Like it could be as simple as that. Like he just needs he to just, learn the he, offense. He just needs to learn. We need him as many reps as possible. Yeah. Samuel Womack. Already better than both corners they drafted last year. Too soon for that. Yeah, Fifth I think rounder, I, you got to be Lenore. you got to be careful with some selected of these passes in preseason games. Ambry Thomas got the illegal contact. I actually thought he deserved a pass interference on the ball that he broke up. Um, I thought he was there early, but whatever. Uh, but all in all, I mean, this defense is. I would say the first preseason game served as like a confirmation for what we'd seen in practice that. They are they're pretty deep. Maybe I'm not wasn't super locked in on the third day of the 49ers draft. Did you know he was a fifth round pick this year? Yeah, yeah. Their draft guy has a chance to be really, really good. I know. <laughs> really, really good. Like their their draft in terms of guys already mixing in and playing for sure, like week one and two, is really high. <laughs> right? All their picks right now are playing. I gray, that's not a lock. Davis Price for sure, as long as Drake's shoulders not fucked up, he and he's ready for Week One. He will dress and play. Burford is the starting guard, and I mean, I can we say Womack's borderline just the slot corner? And like you said, already passed Lenore is is Lenora lock to make this team? Uh yeah. I mean, he was a fifth rounder last year. Our fifth rounders locks year two. No. Because the hard part about the NFL is the next year you could easily draft two more corners and think they kind of did, right? They signed one, they drafted yep. one, then all of a sudden it's like, well, they also, the math. Um, did you watch Hard Knocks yet? Tariq yeah, so, Castro Fields, they took him in the sixth round. They took, did you watch Dan Campbell yet? I haven't. Well, he opens up his team meeting. And a lot of coaches say this, and the first thing he goes, like, don't be counting. You know, it always says it to young players. Don't count because it'll just there's too much pressure already. Don't count. And I was thinking, I've never been like a late round undrafted free agent in a training camp, though I've been around them. Everyone on the out, we're always counting. How could you not count? You're like, what are the numbers? How many guys? I'm running with the threes. There's this guy's a lock. This guy's a lock. Is there a bigger like? How could you avoid counting if you're a fringe guy? Wouldn't well, you constantly I, be counting? Wouldn't you make your own you know, board? <laughs> well, I was thinking, it's funny you say that because when, when we were at practice today, you know, I'm just watching like 22, like 11 players go out, 11 players come in, and it's just like there are so many guys out here fighting for uh, – now, I guess you're fighting for the teams and you're fighting for practice squad. 16, Six, 16 guys, that's a lot. That's team practice squad, a lot of guys. But even 16, like there are a lot – the majority of players will not be among the 16 to make the practice squad, let alone the last couple spots, right? I think it'd be easier to if you were a rookie. It'd be hard to comprehend. You know, the rookies now, too, they haven't really tasted the NIL. So, listen, practice squad, make the team, it's all gravy. If you're a guy who would like the first year, Lenore, for example, made the big squad and got the actual, you know – rookie minimum, which is like 800 grand. 
but you've been around practice squad and you know that guy's only making a hundred grand a year. So you just start kind of knowing the difference of the money. You'd want no, you're like, I got to do whatever I can to get that 825. I, I don't want to make that $7,000 a week. That's what I know. I want that $40,000, a week, whatever the number is, right? I mean, that is a gigantic gap. I mean, it's basically, I don't know the exact number, but it's got to be six or seven X. So I think being a practice squad guy and just watching the team from your couch is got to be pretty weird when they're on the road. Do you travel? Practice squad uh, travel? I think it probably depends. Like if you're one of those guys where you might be up on game day. Yeah. Like if the guy's injury and he can't make it, then they activate you. But I, I think what would be weirder because you're kind of numb to it. It's, you'd be like, I'm red shirting kind of. I think if you're one of those guys that have gone up and gone down, so your check has changed. Like one week it was like 9,500. Your first year in the league, you're like, that's a lot of money. Then you get activated for a game. You look, you're like $85,000, <laughs> you know? Holy shit, I don't ever want to leave this. That has to be just the most enlightening feeling for a fringe guy. The first game day check they've made when they were a practice squad guy. And then once they go into the next camp and they know the difference, you're just laying on the line. You're like, I I want to make the squad. Financially, it changes your life. Because even if you just made the squad, even if you were just three or four years on the big squad, if you're smart with your money, you could put away hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you live in San Jose and I'm paying you whatever the practice squad is, and I think it's like 140 or 125, like you're close to living paycheck to paycheck rent. You know, you're probably eating some nice dinners. Like you're not saving any money in your mind. You probably don't feel like you're making that much, you know, depending if you live in New York or San Francisco or L.A. Uh, I saw a video today of a guy who'd been in the minor leagues 10 years. Did you see that video FaceTiming his mom? I think he's on the Rockies. He got called up. Got called up. I got chills. Watch. I mean, it, I honestly, I cried a little bit watching. I love. I fucking love that shit. Love it. Ten years in the minor leagues. He's hitting like three eighty somewhere, wherever he is. Never been called up. Never been to the big leagues. So oh, league. Here's the league minimum. Okay. So if you're a rookie, seven hundred and five thousand dollars. Practice squad. $165,000 for the That's year. A, if you're just on the team for the year or on practice squad for the year. Yep. And if you are a second year player, 825. So it's an extra $125,000. That's like for, for Lenore, 825 this year to be on the team or 165 to just be on the practice squad. That's, that's a large swing there of cash coming in your pocket. Even if you just never dress and you just get to just play the all 18 games is just the I'm the last guy on the roster. I never dress. John, good news on Drake Jackson. I'm just looking at Mayoko tweet from one minute ago. Kyle Shanahan said shoulder stinger. Good. Given the way he played, they're going to they're going to be able to use him. So that's good news for him. Might not get. We'll see if he gets practice in Minnesota. Next week? Yeah, it's a good question. After the way he played, I'm not so concerned about him getting practice. Because it sounds Same. like this this next week is not going to be the He might not. I wonder if he would play in this game. Do you think he would have played in this week's game? Healthy? The the Vikings game? where it's Because it's coming off the joint practice. Less, less guys are going to play against the Vikings than even played on Friday night against the Packers, right? 
true. I think on Tuesday you got to cut five guys. I think the Niners cut a couple guys the other day, but you got to get down, which is kind of a I don't know why they even make you do this. The eighty five, like, what's the point of that? Save some per diem for the owners. <laughs> what are we doing? Maybe make it a little easier on the coaches than having to do like a bunch of guys in, in a week. True, but you kind of need. I mean, five guys probably makes a difference in some of these fucking shitty games, right? Yeah. Give guys a chance to go somewhere else if they're nowhere near making your roster. Yeah, maybe that's. Yeah, I don't know. Diem, save the per diem. <laughs> well, what, what are you what, what are you saving five guys in training camp for a week? You mean what are you paying them? Well, no. What do you say? Yeah, what's the what's the football reasoning behind it? Like to me, there's not. There wasn't a coach in the meeting. Like they didn't look at like want, Andy and Belichick well, when they were doing the CBA. Like, what do you guys think? They're like five guys going into the second preseason game. That I want eight not, days. <laughs> that is not a GM or a coach. Zero of them gave that idea in the CBA meetings. That's that, yeah. Very like, cut it down to five of August fifteenth, guys. I do wonder if some coaches are like, I don't, I want maybe a couple smaller cuts just to slowly reduce my roster and give me a better look at my team. I could see. I think they've actively fought for bigger stuff in camp because it allows you to give more guys days off. Cause ultimately you're still like the pace of practice when seven guys are getting vet days off. It's still relatively quick, right? Guys coming in and out. You, you do need the bodies, man. Now, when I was in the league, the number was 80. Remember, recently they went from 80 to 90. So I think maybe in their mind, there's just some more guys. I guess practices aren't as physical with no double days, but I always want more people out there because there's more bodies to like, you know, Trent, you're good for the rest right, of the day. Right, right. And then once you do that, like, well, then his backup that's going to make the team might get exhausted, right? So it's just a trickle-down effect. And ultimately, sad as this is, you don't truly care that much about the threes, how tired they get. Like, you know, Schwartz always says, like, how numb everyone is to move the drill. Well, they don't do that with big-time players. Like, there's no, like, one of your star players go down. You don't just keep moving practice. It halts everything. UDFA, with the threes goes down, you might just drag him off to the side, right? Let's just tuck and roll, <laughs> tuck and roll. Get up, four. 12? Who the fuck? Get him out of here. <laughs> Hell, I mean, the Raiders once put Derek in the front of a cart when he shattered his ankle on an MVP season. So, <laughs> MVP leader in the clubhouse at the time? Uh, definitely even, major candidate. First candidate for sure. Was he, he wasn't leading the league in touchdowns at that time, was he? I don't think he was, but he is the team. I don't know if he was a lock to win the MVP, but he was the two or three names right there sat in the front of the cart. I, I honestly, I think they had a bunch of shit in the back. There wasn't even room to put him back there, right? And they just kind of plopped him in the front with his ankle. It didn't occur to anybody. <laughs> oh, my God. That's an all-timer. By the way, a couple other football things I want to hit, but I just have to. Have you been following the Fernando Tatis Jr. story today? The controversy? Yeah, you got ringworms. I mean, I heard on the radio driving back from Davis. Ringworms, right? Well, no. So he tests positive for this drug. Karkalaka uh, or something. Well, but it actually is important which one you're talking about. He tested positive for closed to ball. Okay, closed to ball. I think it's whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm sounding it out. He said in his excuse, I had ringworm. That's why I took it. Yeah. 
Well, the drug for ringworm is very close to close to ball in name. It's called clobotasol. Completely and different drug. Completely different drug, but very close in name. And so people's theory is that like in trying to cover it up, they like Googled it, ended up with the other thing. It's like, oh, that other thing is for ringworm. Let's say it's ringworm not realizing they were making an excuse for the wrong drug because it's so close in spelling. That's the theory that's out there right now. Here's why I give the guy a benefit of the doubt. He had an awful injury, and I, it clearly is not rehabbing correctly, and he's trying to get back. This is not – I'm in the car, so the the radio host, you know, Mad Dog's like, re, you know, the update guy is like reading all the details, like the ringworm thing, that, and then Tatis's deal. Like, I've been tested – a million times in my career, like kind of, I am not a drug guy. He essentially said that, right? Like I've been, I got tested in March. I got tested a ton of times before that. It's pretty clear that this shattering his wrist. Is that, is that his injury? Shattered his arm, knee. thought it was a wrist. Uh, Yeah. Wrist off the four wheeler. He took something to try to strengthen it up. Right. I, I don't view him as a drug user. I view him as a guy who's furious that his fucking wrist won't heal. And he's trying to heal it up. Like, I guess what I'm saying is I give you a little, I, I understand it more. Don't you? So I'll say this. It's cheating. I've always to some degree understood baseball because I think, I think the sport is a fucking grind and they got, but, rid guys, of but this is, a, this is an injury. This has nothing to do with playing baseball. Oh no, I agree. I'm just, I'm making a general statement about performance enhancing drugs in baseball or in sports in general. Like I think it's, it's, ins- I, I just think it's a physically ridiculous. I mean, it is, I have a sympathy for guys who go not for cheating necessarily, but just for guys like this is brutal. I need something. Guys used to be able to take greenies like crazy, and they did. Then they stopped being able to take greenies. So, I um, I think you should be allowed I to do whatever you do, w- whatever you want when you're rehabbing. <laughs> just you're 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 just trying to get back to 100. You're not going to 110. So you said it's cheating. He hasn't played. Well, I just mean it's performance and banned substances. I'm just on the most basic definition of cheating. It's cheating, right? It's a banned substance. Yeah, but how do but you I wasn't cheat just talking about, I was field. making a general statement about performance enhancing drugs. Do you agree, though, it's a little different than when you cheat on the field than when you cheat to get back to the field? Yeah. As yeah, long as you stop. Totally. Like, if he continued to use it and was super strong and hit 70 home runs next year, yeah. But if he's... I, I, I guess what I'm saying, it's pretty clear in this instance, this, in, this individual situation it not going well... Probably really frustrated him using PEDs to try to enhance his strength. Yeah, just healing, right? Healing, because it's used. It's part of it is recovery. Just muscle, body, your body recovers does not recover that well by the time you get to a regular season, June, July, August. Let alone if you're coming off an injury. Now, I like this idea. Every team HR says every team should be allowed a couple steroid guys per team. All I'm saying is you should be allowed just to use whatever you want rehab. Once you start playing, you have to immediately stop, and I get to test you double. Just now, the, pro- sure the problem is I forgot home. about this, but also when the guy was reading the update on all the Tatis, the guy was like, and don't forget, he just recently signed last year a 13-year, $300 million deal. You're like, oh, my God. I got to think they knew about it before they made all the trade. Josh Bell and Juan Soto. Yeah. Because usually you don't find out about the test until the appeal has failed. The public or the team? The public. Well, that's what the other the update guy also said. He said the Padres originally put out a statement like, we had no idea. 
And then I think Tatis said that he'd been appealing this. Like this, this has been going on for a while. So they lied. Jay on the stream says nothing about Kinlaw. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I watched him for a little bit tonight as we've watched him practice. I, I think his role is going to be less spectacular and more about just being available. Um, and I think he'll he'll really benefit from being on the field with Bosa and Armstead, who are not on the field tonight. But I think, uh, to me, where Kinlaw is going to stand out is not that he's going to be getting to the quarterback so much as, obviously, his physicality in the run game. And I do think, I think the Niners are going to be, it'll be interesting, Kyler, they play Russell this year. Mobile quarterbacks have have been a challenge for them in the past. They're a challenge for everybody. But they do have, if Drake Jackson's healthy, they've got some pretty good runners, and Kinlaw's a pretty good runner. And I think he'll help them in just kind of pocket containment against mobile quarterbacks. So I don't, you know, I don't expect, I'm not looking for anything spectacular necessarily. Um, but I think those are two areas. I think pocket containment is an area where he can really help them just because of his athleticism for a guy his size at his position. Agreed. Uh, Brady, can we just do a minute on Brady? Weird or not weird? I think it's a little weird. Now, they said they knew, which makes it less weird, that Brady was just going to take some time off. Um, And it's Tom. And Tom has proven over the course of his career that he deserves the benefit of the doubt, and great players have always gotten special rules. He's 45 years old also. But part of what has made him great is that he has done everything that just everybody else does at 45 years old, 44 years old, 43 years old. I thought when he came back from retirement, and I said it at the time, I think it just – the possibility of things getting weird this year for the Bucks, And I didn't know – to me, all I meant by that was just them not having a great year, a great year. I don't think they're going to stink by any stretch. I think they're a playoff team. But that when a guy retires and comes back, there is just an uncertainty there. And players always say you can't play football with uncertainty. So uh, I don't know what it's going to ultimately mean. I know if it was my, if I was, if it was like, if I'm a GM of a team and my quarterback needs time off now, I'd be a little bit alarmed. Now, if they knew the whole time that this was just part of the plan, okay, maybe that's a little different. I still think it's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have a choice. I mean, anything Tom wants to do, they have to capitulate to his demands. They they have absolutely no power in this. And I I think it's assuming, and they've said, I guess he hasn't specifically said because he hasn't talked about this, is you know, his mom's not sick or something's with his kids. And that's not what it feels like. I mean, they've been adamant. They're like, he just needs some time. Feels very anti-Tom Brady and honestly feels that I think everyone theorized that he came back because he got Bruce fired. What if he came back because he talked Giselle out? Like, I I can't retire. And so he's kind of doing this to keep his wife happy. Like, I mean, there's part of like a relationship in life. Like everyone's relationships have different dynamics and Tom's been pretty open. This is, I don't think it's hard on his kids. You notice he doesn't like this hard. It's hard on his wife. It's hard on his wife. And I, I can't imagine he wants to fucking get divorced. And she's even said before, like I thought about divorce, like they thought they were going to break up. I mean, is, I mean, is there a chance that like this is to save his marriage? Yeah. I mean, yes, I think everything's on the table. 
I think it's pretty clear, though, unless I think no reading the Wickersham, sick. reading the Wickersham book, it's pretty clear from that book that there are times when Tom just wants to focus on football and his wife needs him for other things. And this is like I mean, this is not a, a problem if that's, I, that's not unique to Tom Brady. Right. This is everyone. But the, the, the difference, though, is, is she's been now dating him for well over a decade. It's like everyone your age, Tom, has quit. Why do you keep playing now? And Tom goes, I'm kicking everyone's ass. Well, Tom also goes, I got, uh, yeah, keep playing. I'll keep playing. I'm still retiring in a year or two. Like, I still have, I only have so many more years where I can play football. Well, he's been, she's been saying that for now five years in in his 40s. So if I take my love of football and love of what Tom Brady represents in the sport of football, and I just put on my wife hat, and just seeing other women with guys our age, you know, if I'm Giselle married to people in their four, like, what are we doing? Like, why are we keep doing this? We don't need the money. You don't need to accomplish anything more. In in my eyes, like you've already done it all. You've peaked seven times, Super Bowl champion. Everyone all could universally considers you the best. Like, wh- wh- where are we climbing to, Tom? We won a Super Bowl for this shitty franchise i still love it i can still do it why would i walk away now i only have so many bullets in this gun i still have a couple left i'm gonna shoot him damn it they'll have the rest of our lives to hang yeah, out well she, she clearly like she's starting to win some of these battles because he's going home and training yeah, again I, it, it was really clear in the wickersham book there's a there's a, a a story about and we talked about it where she after a tough loss wants to go home and write new year's resolution write uh regrets on a piece of paper and throw the paper into the fire. Like that's what she told Tom on the drive home she wanted to do. And Tom was like, I, I, I what are you talking about? I just, can I just, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to focus on my football season. And um, it was a really interesting story. I don't know who told Wicker, like only Tom or Giselle, I guess could have, could have told. Well, that she story. It's pretty clear Not that Seth wait, and Tom are good buddies. Wait, did Wicker Sham write that book? Which one? The Belichick Brady book. Yeah, better yeah. be loved than feared. Yeah, better yeah. be feared than loved. Feared than good or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, 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 agree. I, I do not blame Tom for this. My I don't think he has a was, choice. He does not want to get divorced. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. It's not about blame. I because I'm with you. My first thought was, is his mom okay? And after that, like, the, I, I think that, I think they would have said that. Like, he has a I family don't, issue. I don't buy this was planned for the beginning of the season. I don't think with Tom building ten days off. Now, maybe he would say, I'm not playing in the second game. I just don't know why you wouldn't tell him. If, if you told everybody from the jump, Tom's going to take 10 days, I don't think it'd be that controversial. Yeah, I, I do wonder, like, once camp starts, he just gets in his own little football world. It's, yeah. like, so much easier to connect with his kids. His kids are having a good time. They love it. She gets kicked to the side. Totally. Which is, in fairness to her, I'll support her on this. Like, what? When is this going to end? That's when is this going to end? We're in our forties. But it's not like Tom said, "I'll retire at 30. Tom has said, "I want to play till I'm forty-five." He said it he, like years he, ago. He just retired, though. I know it's it's a crazy situation. That's what I'm saying. It's bizarre. Is there a chance he doesn't come back? That he retires again? I think he's such a loyal teammate and human. I know. What if she's like, it's me or them? I mean, it's got to be on the table. If that's what's happening, then it has to be on the table. One, he's got to be thinking like, I, my lawyers be so expensive. You know, it's like, I don't really want to fucking date again. She's rich. Is she richer? 
Yeah, no, but probably not Richard. Yeah, but divorces like he'd still have to pay her. You know, it's just the way it works. Maybe that's why they moved to Florida. He's like, new laws. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I just think it had in the context of like the the NFC playoff race. I think I don't. I do not look at the Bucks and just count them the way I counted them last year. Do you? Well, now I've got in my mind, what if she does an ultimatum over this two-week stint where she says, like, I, I can't do this. I, I realize I said I could, and now I realize we've gone for a couple weeks. I can't do it. It's mere football. What does he choose? Does he come I, back to play football and then, like, this year's all about proving to Giselle that he's not – that that football, he's still got it. It is not a lock by any means, and I, I'm sure he loves her that he chooses her, right? <laughs> no what what would the if that was the story that he she says mere football tmz reports this with a little shafter and wickersham he chooses football they get a divorce what would most men in america think of him like would, would he get celebrated like that is yeah the dedication celebrated. to the sport we all love i think would, it, would he I be think, known as the greatest football guy of all time i think he'd be um would that up his legacy? It would up his. I think even women would be like, "How dare you try to tell him to quit something he loves?" I think he'd get universal support. I because he's Tom. Women already love him. Yeah, you know he's had a little, you know, a little thing before Giselle. You know, what? when that comes out, you know, he knocked her up, left. Does a good dad to her, but you know, oh, Bridget Moynihan's baby. They were they were broken up, I think, and then they found out she was pregnant after the fact. Yeah, you know, whatever. She's a, she's a self-sustaining. She's a professional no, she's a, woman. Yeah, she's done. She's done fine. I haven't seen her. In so I just say sometimes women judge that type of stuff. Oh, even Giselle. He had to tell Giselle, like my ex-girlfriend, she's pregnant with my baby. Oh, that's right. He was already with Giselle when he found out. <laughs> yeah, remember that's it was right. a controversy. Uh, Trey Lance quote: "I got down. That's the first time sliding in my entire whole entire <laughs> life. So that was good." Lance said he hasn't practiced sliding, but he's thought about practicing sliding. Yeah, okay. Uh, I haven't cleaned the basement, but I thought about. I haven't cleaned out the garage, but I thought about cleaning out the garage. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's just there is an element, even at the highest level of sports, like kind of instincts as a human. No different than playing wiffle ball with your buddies. Yeah, you just some people just have better instincts. Like you just. You just do something for the first time. Sometimes you just kind of hit the ground. You're like, you're not smooth. Some guys, people just slid. I'm you telling remember, you, you I, I said at the beginning of the sliding? podcast, I didn't know what he was yeah. going to do. I, I assumed he was it. a head first guy. He even kind of admitted, like, I'm not a slider. I don't know how to slide. I just did, and it worked. Do you remember doing, like, practicing sliding in Little League? If you don't uh, yeah. have if- – if you to me, I it remember was always stopping. <laughs> it was like if you had the like little pad with the with the you know, there's a pad and then they put a little plastic um, like sheet on it and you slide and that's painless. It's completely painless. But on the days when it's like, all right, fellas, we're practicing sliding and it's just your little league dirt. I remember hating that because sliding in a game is so much different than practicing it is like it's so weird. Like I'm about to just jump onto the ground. I can understand why practicing sliding is. It's a weird thing to do. It well, is. Where, how would you do it? Like out uh, in March with. Uh, how would he do it? I'm just saying with John Beck and like slide on the grass. Yeah, there, there's, there's sliding trainers where it's like a, a thin like blue pad. And then there's a, like a sheet over it. So when you slide this, the sheet just folds up and you just skim across it. And it's just a practice kind of getting down. 
but uh it's still very different. Like actual on the ground is hard. The ground's hard. That slide was awkward, but it was pretty good for guys never slid before. I give him credit on that. To me, for I, I, I give him. I thought it was very smooth, given a clunky non-slider. Yeah, not, I would have liked to see one. You know, the the foot tucked under. You know, the knee tucked under. He like kind of just like fell. Like who? But, who's? Would you say like Russell Kyler? Just very natural. Yep, and I mean, yeah. baseball players, right? Russell's a baseball player. It felt like Kyler just went out for baseball, turned out to be good. Like, was Kyler like a lifetime baseball player? I always assumed for him. I felt like he just went out in Oklahoma. Everyone acts like he's like a diehard baseball player. I felt like he just played because he's bored and didn't want to go to class. That's the way I always looked at him. And then he was in the outfield. And I remember looking at his numbers like the year he was backing up Baker Mayfield. He's hitting like 220. I'm like, this guy's not good at baseball, but he's probably a great athlete. <laughs> drafted what, ninth? Yeah, but then it just kind of materialized. But if you look at his numbers, the year he got drafted ninth, he wasn't hitting like 450. He wasn't? No. His numbers in baseball were not that great, I remember. It was more just the physical tools. They weren't bad. I mean, he was a starter on probably a top 10 team that competed to go to the College World Series. But Yeah, I mean. I don't think he hit 300. Uh, he hit 298. 398 on base, though. Well, I mean, he can beat out hits and shit. His def- uh, I mean, his defense. 28, he had 28 walks. And where's his strikeouts? Oh, 28 walks, 56 strikeouts. I, I bet he was pretty remarkable in the outfield chasing down balls. That would, that would be my guess. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like a ball into the gap. Like, oh, that's a double. And all of a sudden, Kyler's like, gets right good, under it. Good arm. Like, Where did that guy come from? Good like, arm thing. It's like we're gonna we're gonna play a new defense. We're only gonna have two outfielders. Kyler's gonna play center and right field. We're gonna move another guy into the infield. Noah on the stream says, "Bro, Heinz Ward was eighty six. I said Danny Gray doesn't look great. Eighty six not great. Heinz Ward was, I think, that'd be a little wider for eighty six. A weird number. Also, the the Steelers numerals are kind of are sleek. Thin." He did uh, in the hard docs when they're going over all the coaching staff and Ran- Antoine Randall L is the Lions wide receiver coach. And they go through like each player's sweet highlights, like their defensive coordinator pick six and like, you know, Tom Brady and oh, Deuce cool. Staley scoring touchdowns. And they go to Antoine Randall L's double pass Super Bowl, the Heinz Ward touchdown. <laughs> it was, you know, it was like a double reverse and then Rand- Antoine Randall L stops. Whew, throws a dime to Heinz Ward like 50 yards down the field. It was sweet. That's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good thing to do. Like just throw a bunch show a bunch of coach highlights. I think it was Al Michaels calling that game, whoever was like showing off his college quarterback skills. Wait, that, that was Steelers. Which Super Bowl Steelers against Steelers? Cardinals? No, Seahawks in the mid 2000s oh. like 05 or 06. Would have been Roethlisberger's. It would have been 05. Like a second year, Mike Holmgren. That was their win. That was their win. Yeah, I guess it was Mike Mike Tomlin. Jerome yeah. Bettis would have been Tom. Tomlin's got one. I think Tomlin beat the Cardinals. That was that was. Oh, oh wait, Ben's got two. That was Cower. Cower retired after that year. I think Ben's got two. Yeah, and Cower retired. Well, the Cardinals game was definitely Al because that was the Jerome Harris so, return. Roethlisberger basically had two Super Bowl victories by 2010. So it was so, like if Russ had won the second trip. 
Roethlisberger played the entire last decade with multiple rings. Think about that. Like yeah. I'm a multiple time champion. You get a lot of equity when you do that. Now, granted, in it, I mean, for a large per- percentage of the decade, you watch Ben Roethlisberger. You're like, this guy's incredible. Talk about a fall from grace. I mean, he was for a large percentage of his career would look like if he was a pitcher like Jacob Degrom, and at the end, he looked like Jared, you know, Jeff the, Weaver. the Weaver brother, <laughs> Jared, Jared. Jared Weaver, who was throwing had, it in two it, by the end. Do you think there were moments in the in the office where Tomlin and Colbert looked at each other like, God, this sucks? Yeah, I do. Look, we don't have a better option, but this is we don't have a better option. Scenario. And like we should we gotta get going on like they probably felt like they should have found their quarterback three years ago, the next guy, right? It's hard when you're always drafting the twenties. Yeah, but I mean, you could just start actually start the search. Like they drafted Mason Rudolph, and Tom, and uh, Ben just started ripping him on local radio. I know. Might have been right about him, but I think he was. All right. Anything else to add tonight? It's all we. It's all I got. It's all she wrote. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody, on the tube, on the podcast. However you're listening, thank you. However you're watching, thank you. Like, subscribe, all that. And uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Send us pictures of you um, drinking Tito's this weekend. DM it to us on IG, on Twitter. We're easy to get. You can, our DMs are, we have, oh, one other thing I want to mention. Shave it or save it. We have a backlog now. I think we have four or five shave it or save it submissions that we haven't gotten to. And we're not going to do Trey Lance. And we got tagged in a bunch of Trey Lance things today. And I just if if Trey wants our if Trey wants our opinion, we'll share it. But I only want to share my opinion with people who want our opinion on that particular subject. I even him, while it's funny and while he's pretty famous, he's still pretty young. He's yeah, he's very <laughs> I I just I, I I give him a couple years to battle through. Now he's he given what he's got going that he rocks some long hair. He, he might hit a fork in the road a little faster. Maybe there's so. some alternatives to explore. <laughs> it's yeah, it's hard to tell. You know, does he just have a bad hairline or is he legitimately losing it? It's just kind of thin, you know. It's yeah. Like I said, I I'm very sensitive to to to, to other people when it comes to this subject. I'm not at a certain age, but he's he's young enough where I'm not gonna rip. He's got way that he's got more than enough hair to get battle through it for a couple of years. We'll finish the show on this, John. This comment from Knees. How are we gonna trade Garoppolo when all the teams are gonna call about Purdy? Hell of a question. I watched the Niners like brick by brick YouTube hard knock show, and they went, they spent like eight minutes with Purdy down at uh um the Mr. Irrelevant thing down on Coronado Island. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot. It was a lot of Purdy. Uh, likeable guy, you know. Like I said to you, when we watched him practice today, like th- that's the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Like that guy has thrown a ton of touchdown passes, right? Did, did play having his backfield basically like a Najee Harris, Ryan Matthews. No, totally. Know. I'm just saying, like, when yeah, he's, he's a he can play. quarterback in the NFL who's like yeah. a late-round guy, you're just like, that's the little engine that could. That dude's had some college football highlights in the Big 12, right? He did it. He played Texas. played Oklahoma. Yeah. He, was, he, he was a big reason you would say that the guy that coaching that team became one of the most sought-after coaches 
didn't NFL teams like could Matt Campbell be an NFL guy? Like he was his quarterback. Is that going to happen? Is that still going to be a story? No, I think it, I think it slowed down after they went seven and five. All right, everybody, thanks for hanging with us. Always, uh, always fun. We appreciate your support and uh, share the content. Have a great weekend, y'all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.